river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 48. So when last we left you, you had had the busy month of Rover? Yes. Akaros had died? Yep. Tragically, or not? Stupidly. Well, I suppose we can agree on that. Yeah. Had been brought back to life, had been stripped of his position as general. Yep. Um, In... All the chaos of that, getting attacked by the Tiger Lord Barbarians. Yep. Um, getting attacked by another zombie horde. Yep. You had elected not to tackle the Vordekai situation. Yep. And thus ends the kingdom turn of Rover, 1470. So 4,718. Yep. Onward. Yes. Okay, so... In the um, time that I have in Rover, um, Kaelin is going to do some preparation for who is going to be his new general. Yep. I said um, last last session that I would tackle that, but didn't want to do it on the late night. So um, what that essentially is going to involve is finding out... Um, so which, if you look up my deals for a moment, yep. which, fi- which of the five roles uh, that I need to have someone in one of that... Um, the Church of Gorham uh, be, approves of? Because you've taken the greater commitment to the Church of Gorham. Yep. Uh, one of the councillor positions of councillor, general, warden, marshal, or royal enforcer. Councillor. So councillor and all the military esquires. General, marshal, warden, and royal enforcer. Yep. Okay. I'm just marking them with G's. Um, they must be formally approved by the Church of Gorham in the absence of the two of the two parties being able to work out a suitable appointment, the Church of Gorham gets um, gets override rights within a year. Yep. So, um, I am going to inquire if the Church of Gorham, if they are, um, in the absence of Akros, yep. if they approve anyone I've currently got in the other four roles, so I think it's unlikely that Christopher Rossi, but I am floating um, Chief Soot Scales in particular. And um, okay, and they will request to actually send some envoys down and meet with all of these people for yeah. several hours, um, and do some some 
testing of them, yeah. which your understanding is to be basically interviews and testing of martial competencies and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily have to be warriors, but they have to be prepared to fight is basically your understanding of what they take away from it. Yeah. Um, and assuming that you have no objections to this, they no. come down, you tell all your people to work with them. Alright, and they will come back to you after... I presume you don't desperately want to see these. No, no, no. Okay, they will come back to you after these interviews and tell you uh, that they won't approve Christopher Rossi under any circumstances. Sweet, that's fine. I didn't think so. Um, who else is on your list? Kundal? Uh, uh, it would be useful to know if they will... Uh, They're literally down here assessing a bunch of people. Yeah, um, Kundal, Keston Garris, and the other guys, and the guys in the given, current slots. Given that he's not actively being paid a council of salary and you can't tell him what to do, the kingdom basically pays him a small amount of cash for his time. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Kundal is aware that he's on my list of potential councillors. Yep. Um, and um, Kirsten Garris, likewise, obviously, who's already been a councillor. Uh, so, uh, I'll go to him last. So, Kundal's on your list. Yep. So next one. Um, Chief Soot Scales. Okay. Um, they will come back and tell you that, well, Chief Soot Scales is not a follower of Gorham. Uh, they believe that's only owing to a lack of education on his part. Uh, were you to do this, they would basically want to sit down and have several more meetings with him to convert him and offer him a position within the church, essentially. Yeah. But none of the parties see any real impediment to that going forward. Cool. He comes across to them as being a reasonably smart warrior. Yeah. And, and interested in war. Yeah. Crystal? Uh, approved, just like that. Sweet, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to note down who is approved. Okay. Conflict is in nature. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Um, at which point there's no harm in finding out who else is approved, you know, for the future. Yep. Is my theory, given that we don't want to waste the church, given that the church are down here anyway. So, was Kundal, Kundal was approved? Um, so Kundal, when you actually interview him, when when you actually, they go and talk to you about the results of his interview, uh, you know he is a man from the land of the Lenorn Kings. Yeah. He's a Lenorn, a Viking, essentially. Yeah. Um... As a consequence, they're all kind of interested in fighting and war because of the nature of the environment in which they live in. Uh, he calls himself a merchant by trade, but he's very much um, in the ilk of sort of a wandering a, a wandering ranger more than anything else. Um, as it will turn out, when they interview him, not only um, not only will they accept him. He has actually been a former military leader, Ooh. albeit of um, uh, what they call packs in the Lenorn kingdoms, where it's essentially a group of mili- a group of militia assembled to fight external threats, usually in the ilk of monsters rather than armies. But basically, we gather together all the strong warriors in town because the wargs are raiding us again. And we go out and we have a battle plan and we kill the shit out of them. And Kundal has led several of these packs. Sweet. So he doesn't have the large-scale military experience you were looking for, necessarily, but he does have experience leading the military groups. Which is worth knowing, because the other role I was considering for him for was general, and it does sound like he would be a good fit for that. 
and you know that's a good start. I mean, Akros didn't have general ship experience particularly. I mean, he had some night he had night night and paladin training, but that doesn't necessarily. Okay, that is all good knowledge. So was that is that so as to say that they approve Kund- they would approve Kundal? They would approve Kundal. Cool. I will mark that on my potential council list as well. And then the last one was um, oh. Out of interest, would they approve first? I'm kind of imagining not, but... Uh, no. They yep. find him to be very soulless and very uninterested in war and conflict. Yeah. Um, it's not even necessarily that he's more a creature of order than anything else. It's the fact, it, it's the fact that he sees protection as being the important part as opposed to the glory of conflict. Yeah. You know, obviously, every follower of Gorham uh, handles their business differently. Yeah. You know, some people are big into large-scale wars. Some people are into personal arm wrestling, that kind of thing. Yeah. First has no interest in competition, conflict, war, or really anything that appeals to them. Yeah. That's fine. So, essentially, because what they're looking for are people that will serve the Church of Gorham's interests. Yeah. Ultimately. So, um, what are... And, and what that ideally like is people who serve the Church of Gorham's interests first, and, yeah. your, and your kingdom's interests second, whether or not that would actually happen. Yeah, yeah. But first they look at it and go, yeah, no. Yeah. So that's fine. So, um, what I will actually do is talk to Chief Sootscales subsequent to these results, because he, you know, understands what we're doing here. Um, we've, we've fulfilled the Church's requirements in that Kressel is already approved by them, um, if while they're down here you are interested in interviewing further it's, and that's something that you want to do, you're welcome to go for it. There's no need to do so. It's purely a matter of whether that's something you'd be interested in. Sorry, I lost the thread of that. Who are you telling me? Oh, I was talking to Chief Sootscales. Right. On the basis that he can... If, this is an opportunity for him to investigate Gorham if he's interested, but it's not something that we are asking him to do. It's just something he can do if he feels like that would be a good direction to go in. I'll have to think about it. Cool. And that's fine. That, um, As it turns out, when we investigate these things further, we are well we are well stocked. Yeah. Because we only need one of them to um, be... In, in every one of those cases, they will want the people to become more involved with the Church of Gorham, but no, none of the, neither side see a big obstacle with that. Sweet. Okay, um, so that's all fine. Um, so the next conversation I want to have is I want to talk to um, who do I want to talk to? Um, I want to talk to Michaela about what she thinks about possible generals. Yep, you have me. So we need to think about a new temporary general to look after things for the next year. My principal thoughts are um, either Kundal or Keston Garris. Keston's done some good work with the army, and I recall him being interested in the role. Kundal um, did, a good, did a nice job as warden, and I think is up to taking on the role temporarily. I initially thought he was a bit... Possibly a bit too inclined to charge in, although that's certainly something that applies to Akros. But I think that it sounds like he's had a bit more military experience than I necessarily understood. And yes, um, I heard the report hunting packs. Interesting. Might be a good fit. I'd be interested 
if you had any thoughts about that or if you had any thoughts about anyone else who might be well suited. Generals is not something we're well suited. We've got a big supply of potential for. Goodall, mm. Kressel, and Chief Sutscale all have the same all have the same issue in that all of their military experience is small is small time. They are used to leading bands of people, a, a dozen, two dozen at most, rather than the hundreds we are now dealing with. On the other hand, Akaros was in a similar position. It's learn on the job. I mean, none of us had much idea of how to do this kingdom and councillor thing when we started out, and all of us got the opportunity to scale up from a smaller scale. Anyone we appoint now, unless we can poach some other kingdom's councillors, is going to be start, have to start from the. Is going to have to learn on the job much faster than we had to. Well, if we do find the Garnet bone pickers, so is always available as an option. I'll have Garnet bone picker in council when everyone as a council member when every other person in the River Kingdoms is dead in any role. So based on the way we're going, River next year. Then. <laughs> No, um, it, of of the people who um, I, I have a list of potential counselors, and then I have a list of people I would use if I didn't have any of those people. And of that list, if you go all the way down to the bottom, Garnet Bone Picker is last. I believe I would actually stab him if I had to work on a council with him for more than a month, and that's probably not helpful. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm going to rescue him because it's the right thing to do. The fact that I don't personally ever want to talk to him again is neither here nor there. Of those of those choices that you have arrayed, Cressel I think would is Cressel I think is potentially problematic. She is prone to fly off the handle, take matters into her own hands. A general must, by their nature, inspire a great deal of loyalty in the, in their troops. A band of an army personally loyal to Cressel, capable of fulfilling her whims, if they should ever conflict strongly enough with yours, is not necessarily a state that we wish to encourage. I don't mean to suggest that she will inevitably mutiny, merely that had the army been available to her when Horatio Sotova passed through? I, I think there's an argument that we need the guards to not be on Cressel's team. As to Chief Sootscales, I would expect a certain amount of complaint about Placing a cobalt in charge of our defences, there will no doubt be several jokes about running and hiding and warrens, arming the army with clubs of bone, that kind of thing. However, several people already several people of the kingdom already have a problem with him in the role in the role of marshal, riding about enforcing our laws from town to town in the outlying districts. Uh, <laughs> I imagine the same vocal group would disapprove of him as general, but no more so than one would expect. Aye. Uh, and um, with the army, um, the, we'll be putting more kobolds in the army as soon as they have time to build up their side of the military. It's a good fit from that point of view. And there's no reason he can't get the hang of deploying humans. As to Kundal, uh, the, scandalous na- the scandalous nature of him being a werewolf has largely been forgotten by the town populace. That was several years ago, and we have many thousands of people have come to the town since then. I don't see any serious concern with that. It is a secret that lies in his past, but then, as we have found, many of our councillors have secrets lying in their past who would prefer not to come to light. He would be unavailable for a few days a month, but nonetheless, as as you say, he served competently as a warden. I'm sure he would serve competently as a general, and it is a question of whether we want someone 
of high quality or merely competency, given that you intend Akaros to return and replace them? I um... What will you do in the event that your new general proves vastly more capable? I would still... If Akaros can keep his nose clean for a year, then I would see if I could retain the council such that the new general had a position elsewhere. Good. A deal is a deal, after all. I, I was a bit worried, speaking on that, I was a bit worried about the Church of Gorham, but it turns out many of our councillors are acceptable to them. Now I'm a little worried about that, but... <laughs> it is the nature... It is the nature of what you would expect. Several of our council occupy very militaristic positions. By their nature, they need to be people interested in fighting the conflict. It's not... Um, it's not necessarily... Uh, it's not something I expected to hear myself saying, but it's too much of a militaristic council may not be such a good thing. On the other hand, we have invited the Church of Gorham strongly into our kingdom already. We must live with the consequences now. I... But that's the sort of thing... One thought would be to do something as... If we move Cheat Scales across to his generalship and bring Kundal or Loy Resbin in as a marshal... Loy Resbin, that's the marshal. Gives us, um... Without having... That's pretty much right up his alley. Yeah. He is a ranger, so... Yeah, marshal enforcer warden. There's no reason um, Latricia couldn't take over as mayor and um, make space for Loy on the council. I've wanted them there for a while. It's been more a case of having the space. And then, of course, there is always our old classic standby. Should any roles be required to be filled in, I am here. I know, but I think you're doing a good job as spymaster. It was one thing when we were still finding our feet, but we've got plenty of talented people we can move into new roles. I'd prefer not to be choppy and changing. Just because um, um, you can fulfill any number of roles doesn't mean we should always be moving you about. It's um, The spy mastership has suffered from um, twice as many sh- shifts as any other role, and there's still the mess that Lyska left behind. I, imagine, I think um, having some stability there would not be a bad thing. I hadn't thought much on Chief Soot Scales for it, but I have a lot of respect for him. He is a politician, and by the nature of the kobolds, almost automatically a chief of war amongst them. And he's grown well into his new responsibilities with the marshalship. And as you say, people are unlikely to be more unhappy with him as a general than they are having him in the position as the first place. Yeah, basically the same people that moan about you having kobolds in your kingdom are going to do it no matter if you have any kobolds on the council whatsoever. Admittedly, you would probably get more moaning if you started appointing dozens of kobolds, but... Married Chief Slitscale. Yeah. I'll, um... 
to, I would like to, and I think Loy would be a good marshal. I'll talk it over with him, see what his thoughts are. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So basically, I don't need, to, I don't necessarily need to do this in character unless you want me to. Nope. The gist is that I talk to Loy about the position on the council, with the understanding that it may well be temporary in terms of because we're bringing Akros back and thus we'll be judging people round again then. Yep. Um, and if he's interested in the position on that basis. This is... Oh. Uh, hmm. Yes, alright. I, I can't say I have any strong interest in permanent position, but if I can keep this up along with the mayoral duties, diversing a few diversing a few of them onto Latricia, onto Latricia and... Um, other aids and that sort of thing. I don't see any reason I can't fill in as needed. Alright, if it's not something that interests you, if you're happy as mayor and it's not something that interests you, I am happy to look elsewhere. You're merely um, in my mind because I think you'd serve well. As I say, I'm happy to fill in if needed. But the warden role, the, sorry, the marshal role does take one out of home for a while and I've settled down with the treasurer or else. I'd be happy. Alright, well, that suits me. Um, I am. I'm actually happy to look elsewhere if you're content in your current position. I don't want people to be chopping and changing more than is needed. All right. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad he's happy. In that case, I will ask Kundal if he's interested in being our go-to temporary marshal. Okay. Uh, you go to see Kundal uh, at his house. Yeah. Knock on the door. Come in, and you find him, and. He looks like he is about halfway through progress of packing his house up. There are lots of things missing off the wall. He has large trunks around that are filled with uh, mostly clothes, but several battle axes and things. Yeah. And he will, you know, open the door, say, say, Ah, oh, Your Majesty, come on in. Take yep. his own new citizen, go, hmm. Okay, like the conclusion is kind of inevitable. He's going yep. somewhere. Yeah. What's up? He looks slightly blank at you. Oh, uh, the, the packing. Right. Uh, I'm heading out. I've uh, had an interesting had an interesting job offer elsewhere. Church and Gora? Not quite. His eyes shift slightly. Then who? I'd really probably rather not say. He's, yeah, you know, he's not trying to be particularly evasive here. Yeah. You, you read what you read. Neighbouring kingdom? Maybe. Shrugs slightly. What can I do for, what can I do for you anyway? I was coming in to make you a job offer, but it sounds like I've left it a little too late. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean... We can always talk it through. She sits down. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get you an ale. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you are actually going to float this to him as a concept, uh, can you roll me a diplomacy check? Yep. Because that will change um, what information he gives you about what else is on the table. Cool. Okay, that is a 19. Okay. So, he will sort of say to you, so what did you have in mind? And blah, blah, blah. You, yeah, you yeah, talk to, talk, talk to him about the possibility. And, and, and he will eventually say to you, well, hmm, 
interesting you should come interesting you should come at this time just had another as I say I've just recently uh, taken on an offer taken on another offer not that I'll have any serious concerns about turning it down uh, it's uh, Hannah Strohliff ah wants a general well somebody must have floated my name for it because well an ambassador of his turned up had a word with me well I have to say um I'd rather a man like you not go to Hannah Street if I mean I'm not saying I'm anticipating a war with him, but it could happen and rather not have a man I, a man I like on the opposite side. Rather not have a talented man on the opposite side. That would be unfortunate. Pays good, but mm. Drayliff, uh looks after his people. Well, some of them from what I hear. <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure he looks after his counsellors. It's a good offer. Uh, so basically, you can go back and forth on this point if you so desire. Yeah. Um, Kundal has not um, signed any formal contracts or any such thing. Yeah. Nor, indeed, would he lose a lot of sleep over honouring them. Yeah. Um, he has no particular personal love for Hannah Stradliff at all. It's very much, you know, this is a good quality job that pays well. Yeah. Um, if you want to out-hire him, you can, but it will involve paying him more, which will effectively increase your kingdom's consumption. Right, because... because he will demand a salary that is in excess of what Dreyliff is offering him. Right. Because well, obviously he's not going to come and work for you for significantly less money than Dreyliff is paying him. If you want to float him other options in that neighbourhood, you're most welcome to. So, um, the councillor position... Is that in terms of he want more for a councillor position than the other councillors are paid? Correct. Right. Because, basically, Drelev's come to him and said, hey, here's a big sack of money, come and be my general. Yeah. Um, based on Kundal's understanding, Drelev does not currently have one. Has right. Has one and has not had one in the role. Right. Um, now he wants one. Yep. some reason, and because you get all this out of Kundal on your diplomacy check, he doesn't... He, he thinks it's the kind of thing he probably shouldn't necessarily be splurging wildly to you, but you have a couple of ales with him. He's not a deep and complicated man. Yeah, yeah. Um, he tells you that Drelev is now picking up a general, which will also make Kalen's hair raise a little. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the thing is, it sounds expensive, and I'm not happy with expensive. On the other hand, I probably really don't want Hannah Drelev to hire a general, and if he's going to, I really don't want it to be Kundal. But basically, to outbid Drelev for it, you will need to either pay Kundal more, which will turn into consumption for your kingdom. Yeah. Um, not a lot. You're only talking like a bill, uh, one consumption a month. Yeah. Um, but there are obvious issues with paying him more than anyone yeah, else. else. Yeah. Um, and um, whether or not you're offering Kundal a temporary or a permanent position... Will make a difference, will, yeah. Will probably make a difference. I mean, he's not sure how staple this Drelev job is. Yeah. And you also have the option to float him other alternatives in lieu of paying him extra consumption, which the GM has no compelling ideas for. Yeah. Let me pop You know, we will build you a manor house, that kind of thing. So what I want to do to start with is ask him what, obviously he'd be more interested in a temporary position than a, perm, a permanent position than a temporary one. Yeah. Is he more interested in the marsh, in being a marshal or a general? Uh, he has no particular um, strong feelings either way. Right, what he wants is a well-paid position. Pretty much. Yeah. 
I mean, he's, he's, he'd be more interested in doing those than he would in being, say, your counselor or your treasurer. But he, but he's all right with a. Oh, actually, no, I think treasurer is one of the ones he would vaguely do because he is a. Um, it's gone on his list, right. but. And he is. Um, he, he still remains somewhat cagey about the circumstances under which Trailiv offered him the job. That's fine. He's already told me. Your diplomacy check is not high enough to draw that out of him. And he's already told me. Um, so I will actually um, talk it over with him, discuss yeah. some possibilities, but say that I need to... Um, yeah, ask him to stick around um, a couple of days. Yes. And what, let me work he's, out what we get He's perfectly happy with that. He's yeah. essentially been ordered to report to Drelev with all speed. Yeah. But he doesn't seem, you know, in that much of a hurry. Yeah. And then I will go see Michaela again. You help me. So, um, Anas Drelev's just tried to hire Kurdul as his general. Huh. He's finally letting to fill that role then. Aye. wonder if this is a precursor to war. Well, it certainly puts him in a better position to have one than before. So you will know um, Drelev has an army because he has periodic problems with tiger lords and bogards living in his domains. Yeah. Um, he has never invaded anyone else and he hasn't bothered to fill the role of general. Yeah. Um, one of the... One of the prevailing theories about why he's never filled in the role of general is that uh, giving anyone else command of his armies and the potential to usurp him militarily would be too much temptation given his uh, personable nature. Gundel's a good choice. I, I think you'd count on him not to um, not to jump that line. I'm quite certain that Gundel would remain loyal to his coin. To his coin, Trailer's agents will doubtlessly come to the same conclusion. The men of the people of the land of the Norn kings tend to be very pra- tend to be very practical about such things, but also honourable about keeping even contracts. Aye. The question is whether we want to stop Drelev from having him. He's amenable to being hired, but we'll have to up his pay, which will create potential division. The others will have reason to ask why he's paying him more, why we're paying him more. And I believe I'd have to offer him a permanent post, which... I don't want to do. Or perhaps offer him more again for a temporary position. Gets kind of expensive. Equivalent of multiple years of salary. To hold him on a short-term contract. Gets kind of expensive. Would temporarily suppose Draylee will fill the role elsewhere, but um, I don't want to. I don't want to get Kundal. I don't want to um, play games with Kundal. He's a good man. I don't want to wind up fighting him. I don't think he's the most expensive, uh, but I'm not certain if it's worth keeping him at that price. That is a decision to be made. I talked to Loy. He's happy in his current role. I, he'll serve as a temporary counsellor if we need one, but he's actually content where he is. Of course. He wanted to sit, primarily wanted someone to settle down. He's not keen to be in a role that takes him on the road. And I... Um, I don't want to disrupt that. If I don't have to... 
Paying him more for the temporary position is a thought, but it's not. There are people who are going to be unhappy about it. Uh, so I can just give you the meta for this. You go yep. back and forward. You negotiate with him several yep. times. You ask several questions. So basically, uh, if you hire him on, he will take the standard councillor's salary where you give him a house and money yep. and a room in the castle and all that kind of thing, all of which is already budgeted into your consumption. Yeah. Uh, because you have to outbid Drelev, for a permanent position, he will take another consumption. Yeah. Um, for a temporary position, where you're literally hiring on basically a year's contract... He'll want two years' worth of pay, so you're paying him two consumption for that one. Yeah. And he will actually be quite happy to literally sign a formal contract that says he's operating as your general from yay to yay, yay day to yay day. Yeah. You know, options to renew mutually exclusive, blah, 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 blah. Mm. He actually comes across as reasonably canny during these negotiations, something you haven't seen with him previously. Yeah, he's clearly got diplomacy down. I can justify the money as depriving the enemy of an asset, but what happens when the rest of the councillors ask why they're not getting paid like that? That is the problem. Several people would be more concerned for the kingdom than would, would be more concerned for the kingdom than the salaries. Several of us started when we were getting silver pieces and ministering to a flock of ten of ten farmers. Uh, however, I can see racial tensions arising for chief soot scales if the conceptions come out that as a cobalt he's getting paid less than a human. I don't want to start down the road of paying our councillors more, I don't think. It doesn't seem like a good place to go. But... I mean, you can put such a thing through as emergency measures necessary in this time of crisis and war. Aye. keep them off the field, let Drelev hire somebody else. Kundal does well out of it. But I've no call to be poking stones at mercenaries, but if a man's loyalty isn't to me, I might do better with someone else. to fill the role, have you considered more esoteric possibilities? We have been working on an interesting union with the centaurs. Now that's an idea I haven't considered. Or if you should wish to approach Queen Vesket with a, uh, a substantive offering. Both of those have a real ring to them. I was planning to offer Vesket a council role only when she agreed to sign on with the kingdom, but this might be the time to make the play for that. Both of them are both Romans and cultures of war. 
so they'd probably be suitable by the role. Aye. You know, and, and Michaela will make it clear that she's literally guessing at this point. You yeah. Know, obviously, you will have no idea how Queen Vesket performs until you actually put her in the role. I'd rather have a centaur, but Vesket is probably the better political move. We want the centaurs. We may well want to have the centaurs as part of our quest kingdom. We really need the lizard folk. Unless we're prepared to wipe them all out, they're not going anywhere. The other one that I had in mind was um, coming up with a fae counsellor somehow. A possibility. Although for the roles you are looking to fill, without Melanzi would be eminently suitable. Uh, it's not going to be Melanzi. Let's make <laughs> I'm the queen. I'm the general. Um, it's not going to be Melanzi. I'm not saying I'd stab her, but she's trouble. Um... No, I was thinking of um, either the lady Tig Tatatat or Pearl Avish or my three. Uh, the lady Tig Tatatat, Pearl Avish or um, that dryad, um, although she's got. But they would. It would be putting one of them in a more. Um, putting one of them in a more martial role and moving our martial types the, around a bit. The dryad cannot be your marshal. Yeah. It is not a role that she could fulfill because it involves her going to places. Something like your treasurer she could genuinely do by virtue of information comes to her. Marshal, I think, would probably be the only role on there that she explicitly can't do because it involves lots of travel. Yeah. Um, and Michaela will say, uh, the old Beldame is, is said to be potentially fey-blooded too. Really? Well, she has weird green skin and pointy elvish type ears. That's pretty much the extent of her knowledge of it. Yeah. Uh, the common rumour is, you know, that she's a, a witch of horrible, monstrous blood. Yeah. Um, Caitlin's take was actually that she looked vaguely orcish, but she does have pointy elf ears. Yeah. Caitlin's take was that his house was glass and he's got yeah, throw yeah. stones when it comes to funny looking people. Absolutely. <laughs> um, if you want a token face, she could... Um, uh, I like the old Beldane. I, I, what's more, I trust her. The downside with her is that the roles she's best suited for are Magister, Spymaster, and Treasurer, and I'm already pretty happy with all of those. Biscuit or a Centaur is bloody tempting. I suspect Vesket could make a good marshal, and we're certainly accustomed to people having a green lizardy type in the role. I like it. I think it means that we may be facing down Kundal in the future, but and I don't like that, but it's something you have to get used to in the mercenary game. You know, you meet with the leaders of the other bands, sometimes you have drinks with them or whatever, and then next, contract, next month's contract just lugging it out. He, we could. He's he's a he's a bright fellow, but he's conventional and honourable. We could do worse. Now, I think um, it's not worth it's not worth that amount of money to keep him to me. All right, then shall we approach Queen Biscuit? Yes, and if she doesn't take us up on it, then a centaur is a definite possibility. Okay, so are you still stringing Kundal at this stage? No, definitely not. So, um, so I will immediately, immediately go to Kundal, say that 
and I will actually make him a nice straightforward offer, yeah. which is that I would be happy to give him a temporary role as Marshal, but that I'm not prepared to outbid Drelev for yeah. him, and I'm happy for him to go to Drelev given those circumstances. He nods at this. Appreciate the offer, but the money's too good. Appreciate I, what you've done for me, though. I think what... To some extent, though, I'll be happier to be away from that sad business. It's been a rough time for you. I think um, you've been a, you've been a, a good you've been a good citizen of the kingdom and a good friend. Hopefully, hell, I don't see you on the other side of the field. Even if we do, we can fight with we can fight we can fight with honor. It's it doesn't have to be personal. All right. So a yep. small diplomatic envoy goes down to the lizard folk village to see Queen Biscuit. Yes, and Kaelin will be along for this one. Yeah, yeah, obviously, she will come out to greet you. Vesket. Vesket. She is not under your kingdom, people. She is under. What did I put it under? Oh no, I did actually put all the monsters under people of Stagmore. That's yeah. kind of awesome. Uh, Hail, Caelan, King of Stagthorn. What can Queen Vesket do for you today? I'll make this brief. The I have a council of position that is vacant. Um, so I'm rearranging my council. I had intended to offer you a council role, as and when the lizard folk wanted to be were prepared to consider becoming part of the kingdom. But I have a position that's vacant now, and such may not be the case. I am. Therefore, offering you first refusal. What did you have in mind? I had in mind to offer you the position of marshal. It is not a title I recognize. What does a marshal do? And yeah, talk, talk it over with her. You literally talk her through what the job entails, what the benefit package is, etc., yeah. etc., um, I make it clear that it would at this stage be a temporary role, but that um, it would be a way for us to get to know each other and, you know, open doors, potentially open doors, and that it's not contingent on anything else. The lizard folk can, the lizard folk yep. deal can remain as it is. This would be an opportunity for her to take our measure. She is kind of, um, she, she is reasonably amenable to this. Um, she wants to continue living in her, in in the village of Vesket, yeah. Which um, probably doesn't surprise you, nor no. is it going to cause you any particular problems. I mean, I imagine that Chief Stutzdale still performs his role as chief of the Kobolds. Largely, yeah. He, he his the thing is for everyone here, unless they're actually living in the castle, they have a house elsewhere, and then also some rooms in the castle or a house in Stagthorpe and Elkshire. Yeah, I mean, I think Chief Biscuit has a house in the castle because he specifically wanted one, yeah. and we actually dug out like a cobalt old warren under the castle. Yeah, but but um, he also um, goes back and spends several days yeah. in the in the cobalt mines and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, uh, you know, we talked through that she'd need to spend some time on the work move doing the Marshall thing, and that she need to attend council meetings periodically, but that she's welcome to remain living, and that she can have rooms in the castle or rooms in town for when she's staying there, but she's welcome to continue living in the village. And that we understand that she has prior responsibilities. Vesca will say, your words sound good, but I must think on this. 
give me the night to speak with the spirits of the ancestors, and we will speak again on the morrow. Um, and the next day, she says to you, um, This is largely amenable. I have several thoughts. Um, one of which is that um, she, says, she says, I can see. I told you that I was waiting for a time when I sensed that the river was changing its flow. I sense that time is near upon us. You have enemies of your kingdom. We have seen the dead that walk these lands. They are our enemies too. I wonder if perhaps it is time for us to be united as one peoples. And she will basically float to you. Um, at this point, she is prepared to put the lizard folk in a formal alliance with you. Um, which will involve basically the hex becomes available for um, the annexing. Hex. Yeah. And indeed, you very much should annex it at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will pretty much be the same deal as the, as the sort of scale kobolds. They're allowed to keep their own culture by and large. They, they receive the rights and, and exactly. duties of the citizenry. Yeah, Caitlin, in fact, has a treaty he's, you know, been yeah. carrying down around the, which covers the deal. It gives them the same rights as our citizens. You know, we can trying any particular yeah. protections that they want. But. But. This is dependent on her getting the counselor position to show your good intentions style of thing. Yeah. Um, which Michaela will discuss with you. Vesket is not um, making this contingent on it being a permanent counselor position. However, Michaela can see obvious issues arising later if you remove her from the council again. Yeah. Removing her for actual reasoning, like she's murdering your other counsellors or whatever, would be a very different story. Yeah. But um, it may make her difficult to dislodge without um, fallout. Yeah. And particularly difficult to dislodge in favour of someone else for no reason other than you want to put someone else in the role. Yeah. And all of that is um, not contingent on which role you were giving her. Indeed, Vesket is actually very prepared to step up and be your general. Okay. She claims that she has led her tribes in war before. We fought you to a draw, as I recall. Yeah. Um, okay, so which roles is Queen Vesket interested in? Okay. Vesket. say worn many hats some of your roles are strange to me but others are not uh, it's literally a matter of what she won't do rather than what she will do ah uh, right yep uh, she doesn't think she would make a good high priest for your people yeah. because her religious beliefs are completely very different. In, in opposition to yours and she doesn't think she would make a good spy master. Yeah. Because it's literally something she's never done. Yeah. Everything else, however, she claims to have worn the hat for and is happy to float any of them. Wow. 
like she is the teacher of her people to some extent, so she's been done the magister hat. You know? Yeah, she does all the lizard folk um, finances such as they are. So she could be a treasurer, etc., etc., etc. It's your judgment as to how good she would be at those. Obviously, she can do them all on the small scale of the village. Yeah. Uh, and this involves actually, when you annex this hex, this involves actually annexing the village that lives within it as well. There is already a pre-existing city in here, essentially. I was wondering about that. Would that essentially become my fourth settlement? Yes. Awesome. You automatically pick it up and derive the benefits and costs of all the things associated with it. Like, yeah. there's not much Because it's, it's, like it's like a free city, essentially. It is it? like a free city. Yeah, I was wondering if it would be. It's basically got a small handful of buildings built in it. You pick it up, you immediately drive, okay, its buildings give you plus two economy, plus one blah, etc., etc. Increases your consumption, blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, what I want to do is think about possibilities. Yep, you can wander off and debate this. Yep. That's content. So um, what I want to do to start with is ask you a question. GM is listening. So um, I have people, I have more, I have more people than I have councillor positions. Yep. And one of the principal things I have is a desire to bring in the viewpoints of the various races that I have yep. um, without actually enough councillor positions to make space for all of them. Yep. Like, I don't have a representative of the Fae, I don't have a representative of the Lizard Folk, I don't have a representative of the Centaurs. Yep. And going forward, I might want more of those. Yep. I also already have cheat scoot scales, and I don't want to ditch him from a councillor position because he's a representative of his people in the yep. same setup. Yep. So what I'm wondering about, would it be possible to create an additional councillor position and pay additional consumption for one? Um, Not getting any stat bonuses for it, but gaining the benefit of having someone on the council and having their viewpoint. Would it be possible to increase my council? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I can see what you're going for. Um, I think what you are probably looking for here is essentially um, hiring on people as ambassadors for their various uh, races. Yes. So the Fey ambassador, the Cobalt ambassador, the Centaur ambassador, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Um Keep in mind that your kingdom already hires a vast horde of assistants, adjuncts, you know, underlings, lieutenants, etc., etc. already. Yeah. I would see these people as probably sitting under the Grand Diplomat. They are international relations with the, the miniature communities that exist within your thing. Yeah. Um, what you could simply do is create a position and assign someone to it. It doesn't necessarily need to be an on-your-council slot. Yeah. Um, what you could effectively do is create a sub-council slot. Yeah. So there's somebody who advises... You either have, like, one person as the head of domestic for domestic monstrous relations... Yeah. ...or um, a bunch of people under Svetlana as your grand diplomat. Yeah. And um, she would then approach you directly or with them to Although say, I, was, I was actually... I guess I was wondering about more a group of people under my counsellor. Yeah, that would make sense as well. The, That's like, the, the, yeah, the will of citizenry. Yeah, yeah to, to, to bring my attention to yeah, the both, both of them would make logical sense. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, like, I, I want proportional representation, yeah. but I can't fit as yeah, yeah. many kinds of races as I'm going to want on the council. Yeah, and, and if you 
desperately want them to be in all your council meetings and that, then I will simply make a note that they are in all your council meetings. Yeah. They don't necessarily get a vote on things like, um, you know, should we raise this person? Well, the yeah. Fey people say no, you know. Our vote doesn't have to be taken into account, but our voice must be heard. Yeah. And, of course, if all the races say to Christopher Rossi, we say no, he's going to have to seriously consider that when yeah. he says yay or nay. Um, but basically I'm thinking about this as a potential solution to the um, challenge with Queen Vestigate. Yep. Because the thing is I'm happy with um, the service that my current crop of councillors are providing and I have promised Ross's job back. I don't want to ask any of them to step down after the year is out. I mean, if there's some reason someone can't serve, I'm happy for Vestigate to be my next choice. But yep. It doesn't necessarily mean a permanent position, and what I'm trying to figure out is if I'm paying her as one and hearing her voice, if she has to serve on a particular council role, or yep. if I could create this post and offer her that as a substitute. Um, essentially, at this point, you are, this is probably a little strong, but you are bribing her with a council post to get her people to join your kingdom. Yeah. If, if that makes sense, considering yeah. it makes sense to you. Yes, that, that, that is it. I'm actually very happy to be doing that. Yeah, um, when you float a lesser post, she is still vaguely interested in doing it, although not interested in then um, uh, surrendering the hex to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, if you move her from a council position to an ambassador position later you may or may not have political fallout depending yeah. on how the relations with the lizard folk are going and what's all happening yeah. and that sort of thing. Alright, so I think um, I will keep that in mind as a solution for future things yep. but it doesn't, sol- it doesn't solve this problem. Um, I think that a councillor position is a reasonable trade for getting the benefits of the lizard folk yep. and if I have to work something out with somebody else, I can always have the alternate situation of paying somebody else as a councillor for a lesser position and yep. solving that problem with consumption. Yep. Basically boils down to I don't want to demote Cressel again. I think she's doing. I'm happy with first. I'm happy with Cressel. None of my councillors are very movable, but I can come up with something. Yep. I can come up with something in a year. Yep. I mean, another one for being murdered by then, anything could happen. All sounds reasonable enough. Yep. No. I and having Vesket in a permanent role doesn't uh, is something that potentially suits me, given that given her level of flexibility, that means that I can move her around pretty easily. No. All right. I think um, I will offer her a temporary position as marshal, and uh, uh, will endeavour to make it a permanent position on the council in some capacity. I understand. You cannot speak to where the future. Where the, where the future of the river will flow. We are not the spirits of the ancestors to predict such things. And yes, on that basis, I would be interested in making a deal with the lizard folk, which we can actually do in the following month, because that's the month the position actually takes effect. This is then, more like preparatory negotiations. Then let it be done. Shay. Yep. So she will basically ask you for several things, um, none of which are particularly unreasonable more than your other councillors are getting. She wants to stay living here. She wants to move one of her consorts permanently into your castle, in her room, effectively. Yeah, sweet. So there's a, there's a lizard folk guy now living there. Yeah, no problem. Whose job is to, you know, service her when she shows up. Yeah. Because, as you understood, she's got three, basically, husbands. Yeah, yeah. Except they're not her husbands, they're totally just her mates. Yeah. 
But that's cool, you know. The um, it, it, there's very little point in doing this cultural toleration shit. Yeah, We're actually not actually you going are, to tolerate. You are cultures. obliged to um, accept the spirit of ancestor worship as a legitimate thing that people can do. Yeah. Um, the, the lizard folk are obliged to, you know, not eat people and steal and all that sort of thing. None, yeah, it's none the of same which, deal, same none deal. of which they have any particular problems with. Yeah, I mean, they haven't exactly. I mean, they stole that kid because the Will Wisp was stirring up trouble. They haven't exactly gone around stealing children as a routine thing. Yeah, or would have had way. They've kept themselves to themselves. No, as as far as you are aware, from everything your council will tell you, the lizard folk don't do anything that's particularly hideous that. Um, you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And yes, the um, I am very enthusiastic about claiming the kingdom, claiming the lizard folk as our fourth settlement and making them a proper part of the kingdom. You know, I will explain that our um, you know, we d- we d- told you we included the the cobbled settlement in the mine as we pro- but it took us a couple of months to actually get that organised, like. The kingdom's finances are such that that's not necessarily something we can do this month. Mm-hmm. But you know, full citizenship is a good thing. And mm-hmm. we'll get on that as soon as we can actually afford to do it. Yep. Yep. All good. All good. Okay. Okay. So at that point, I am happy to roll forward into actually having the kingdom turn of Lamashan. Okay. That was all the prep work that I wanted to do. Roll to All right. This is going to require a bit more attention than your average bear, so minus seven on the check. Yep, okay, yep. And then I have what in terms of red points? Twelve bill points. It was fourteen, but somebody went and got themselves killed. Hey, you didn't have to vote yes. Oh wait, you didn't. No, no, I didn't. But I was totally outvoted. Okay. Um, yeah, even with a minus seven, I make my stability check. Yep. My risk decreases by one, which is really, really, really good. <laughs> Two six. Okay. Take uh, consumption. Uh, yep, so there goes nearly all my money. Is your treasury in negatives? It is not. I yeah. have four bill points left. Fill vacant magic item slots if you have any. Yep, I do. I have one um, medium-sized slot. Yep. I got rid of my wand with the python. Wand with the python. It's a stick that turns into a snake. It's yep. awesome. And, and I sold it to a weird snake guy, if I recall correctly. Okay, so prepare to be underwhelmed by this potion of aid. What the heck does a potion of aid do? It's a second level cleric spell that gives you some minor buffs. It's worth 300 gold. Okay, and I'm selling it. Yeah, keep in mind, minor items in can, can in include crew. smaller yeah. items. Yeah, imagine, medium items um, can include minor items. They, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily include things under a certain thing. Like, you yeah. won't be producing potions of cure light wounds out of this. Yeah. But, um, Which is a shame, because that would actually be useful. <laughs> second and third level potions are totally a valid thing. Yeah. As is your 13,000 gold one of the python. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one you may or may not want to actually do, uh, which is modify unrest. 
you can choose to use the Royal Enforcer. Kressel goes round and, um, you know, tells people to stop moaning. Yeah, with all the tact and delicacy being completely um, associated with her nature. Um, so... Uh, I forget exactly how this works. Uh, Alright, so no, it's 59 plus... 59 plus 7. means I need to make a 66, which means I, means I need a 10 or better on the loyalty check. So the way this works is if you choose to do this, she automatically decreases your unrest by 1, which yeah. means you actually only need a 9. Yeah. Um, and then you make a loyalty check or lose a loyalty. Yeah. I think I will use her at yep. this time. So she decreases... Your unrest goes down by 1? Yep. Cressel goes out and says, I'll take care of these bloody troublemakers. Yeah. And uh, I see, because a lot of them are hysterics about the continuing zombie problem, yeah, you know, yeah. the necromancer and then the zombies yeah. and then the other zombies. Look, I'm going to go out there and show people we're onto it. Funk, <laughs> she throws an axe into the wall. But yeah, Crystal explains to them in a gentle, kind and sensitive manner that they should stop freaking out about the zombies, because, you know, they have more immediate things to be frightened of. <laughs> and people are okay with that. Okay. I make my loyalty mm. check. You never let me do that kind of thing, says Bryn. <laughs> Queens aren't allowed to go and beat people. <laughs> you never use Bruno as a royal enforcer. Never once? Never once. Okay. Well, I'm getting more comfortable with the role. Okay. I, uh, in my defence, the kingdom's loyalty is way better than it was when Bruno was the royal enforcer. Uh, assign your leadership. Yes, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, so we rub Akros off the general slot. And lose his plus two to stability. Um... And um, we decide what we're doing here. Um, and I think for the time being, I am going to move Chief Soot Scales to General and put Queen Biscuit in as my Marshal rather than immediately bump her to the General ship. Wise choice, this Chief Soot Scales. Uh, because I'll have our enemies quaking in their boots. Um, He's never commanded her. The only army that she's commanded was one that, you know, attacked us. I think we need to actually get used to the lizard folk a bit. Before we um, go down that road. Okay. Okay, so I lose Chief Scripps plus three for the economy. Because I'm making a change all my notes. Yep. Alright, so that was a two, that was a three, and I add Queen Biscuit. Obviously, um, she will need to change her title in lieu of this. Yeah. Um, and will effectively be, be known where it becomes formally appropriate as the Queen of the Lizard Folk. Yeah. You know, of the, of the Kingdom of Stagthorn. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to call her yeah. Queen Viscuit in the same way that I call him Chief Scotsdale. Viscuit will do at this stage. Yeah, but on the bit of paper. We are now allies. Yes. Would you like to know what sort of Stat bonus. I, I would like to know what sort of stat bonus she provides. Okay. Um, so first off, the unrest goes back up to six because you yep. know of chaos. Lizard folk. We can't have lizards in this kingdom. I mean, we have kobolds, but they're not lizards. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. I'm betting that people suddenly discover they're way more comfortable than kobolds yeah. than they thought because they've been getting used to kobolds yeah. and now there's new bigger scale. Well, obviously, the kobolds people. know how to live civilized. What are the lizards? They they fish raw. Yeah. 
totally unacceptable. But I think also there's a decent portion in that, in that point of unrest of people who like Dakaros and don't see what's so bad about beating up one little paladin. Get or just wor- are worried about our military standing. Adds a plus two to your warden roll, your martial roll, rather. Oh, okay, so she's not quite as good at it as Chief Soot Scales, but she's perfectly acceptable. How is Chief Soot Scales as a general? Uh, 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 yeah. He's sneezing. He is sneezing. Uh, Soot Scales. Uh, plus two. Okay. No better than no worse than Akros as far as the stats are concerned. Mm-hmm. Which means I don't have to screw around with that one. Okay, economy drops by one. Which is nice and easy. I'll just do that one now and then I don't have to remember it for later. What are you after? Uh, Rather. Changing my leadership. Yeah. Uh, Clay Hicks is the desiring trade. Yeah. Create improved settlements. Yeah. Got a DS over this. I imagine I'll be involved in this one. Uh, are you claiming the lizard folk Uh Let me have a look at um, free right. cities. Essentially. Um, Thing is, they are not a they are not a free city because they are um, already a part of an established kingdom of sorts. They are right. part of Veskit's kingdom of lizards. Right. Okay. It, it is not like it's a settlement that spontaneously cropped up that you're trying to fold into your kingdom. Yeah. You've already done the diplomatic negotiations and the give and take and all that kind of thing. Uh, so what this essentially entails is you need to use your hex claiming thing to claim it. Yeah. Because you can't spend time working on that and get five other hexes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't need to spend build points because the infrastructure is already there. Yeah. You literally just need to say, okay, we're taking that. So um, I don't need to pay the one build point? No, you don't need to pay a build point. You don't need to make stability checks. You don't need to do anything other than use one of your hex claim slots. Okay, um, I will, however, need to claim a hex adjacent to it, because... Um, uh, it does need to touch your kingdom. Yeah, because like, the lizard folk... I, I had a buffer zone for the lizard folk. Yes, in that case, you will need to... Um, but but I don't need to pay a build point for claiming that hex itself, just for claiming the um, the one above. Because uh, it's normally one build point to claim a hex and then anything else to build build improvements and things, so... I was assuming that I have to pay at least the initial build point for claiming the hex, but if there's already stuff there and I don't have to, I'm you know, not opposed to that. Sorry, I think I've lost this one. Do you normally pay a build point every time you claim a hex? Claim uh, abandoned hexes, hex must be explored, blah, blah, blah. To claim the hex, spend one build point as established as a part of your kingdom, increase your size by one, yes. So you need to spend a build point for that. Yeah. 
you don't need to spend a build point to claim the next. Uh, sorry, then you need to spend another build point to claim the claim the lizard folk hex. Yeah. What you don't need to do is spend a build point to uh, found a settlement. Settlement on there. It. Cool. Yeah. Because the settlement already exists. Yeah. Nor do you need to worry about making stability checks to integrate them in. Yeah. That is something that I am interested in doing. Um, yeah, I think. Um, while it's a difficult thing to do this turn in this time of financial uncertainty, it is something Caelan would want to get done before he heads off to confront. Yes, that's the natural one. Okay, um, I am going to claim that hex and one next to it. Mm-hmm. So the one that I am claiming is um, uh, C10. Yep. Which was um, once a farm. Yep. I don't know. I suspect too much time's elapsed for it to be a farm um, that I get for free. Was it one of the Rolkers farms? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's long. Um, yeah. Rolkers. So C10 and um, C9. Uh, and then um, I'm going to build a couple of terrain improvements as well. Shall I do all that stuff, or would you rather roll out the consequences of claiming the little folk place first? Uh, no, no, the, the consequences are largely mechanical at this point. Yeah. Um, you take it into your city, you spend the build points. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly you have another village. Yep. So Sweet. do you want to make another village character sheet? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, um, so I think important question. What do the lizard folk call it? Uh, that is actually a good question. Um you ask Veskit this and she looks at you slightly confused. It is called home. Ah, yes. You have many villages. It should have a name. Perhaps uh, the village of Veskit. <laughs> That's literally what you'll float. Yeah. Like, they don't have a name for it. Yeah. You know, it's just their, um, their settlement. Um, you wish something else then it is also known by its location in the swamps of the Murk River. This village of Murk is also a possibility. Mm. It is Murk spelled Q-U-E. Murk If that is what is necessary mm-hmm. for us, it will be home. Or, um, how do you say home in lizard folk? Uh, fine question. Uh, I know. Um, you are welcome to call it something that you claim is home in lizard folk. No, I like Merkvale. Okay, Merkvale it is. Alright, what already exists in Merkvale? Okay, so there is a wall. Oh, nice. Hey, does that mean I find out what a wall does without having to actually build one? Yes, actually. Shiny! Because I was thinking about building one this turn. Uh, Yeah. That's the brand new one, so you might need to just squiggle it a bit. Okay. 
great thing I was in for me with this. So yeah, I'll scoot a little bit. Talk to me. Okay, so a wall does not take up a city block. Yep. Because obviously it goes around the outside. I don't know how you want to draw that. On the uh, I think I'd probably just draw a line somewhere and putting a wall on it will do. Yeah. So which side is it? It does not matter. Okay. Uh, you you do not build a wall around each given side of your city, one after another, sort of thing. Oh right. You just have one. You just have a wall covering your city. Yeah. Generally speaking, I think that is. Um... Okay. That's all fine. Then. Where is the wall one? It's under C for city wall. Ah, oh, yes. Perching a city, city wall fortifies one of the district's four outer borders. Yeah. Um, so I assumed it was on the side of the city? I think what I will give you instead is yep. that um, you can build walls around the city of up to a certain thickness yep. because what they have essentially it goes all the way around the city but it's just a wooden palisade it's not a giant super industrial strength wall if you went back and built them up for the limited walls then you replace that with stone then steel and everything else cool so um, that works. I will put walls level 1 then yep. walls level 1 uh, walls level 1 give you a defence modifier of plus 4 cool very nice. Um, and this does not change. The The next thing it gives you is unrest minus two. Yeah. I, right on your thing. But obviously that does not change your kingdom's No, unrest, naturally not. Because there's not an ongoing benefit. But Veskit will be able to tell you what it did. Because he's just much less concerned about the things of Candlemere were my people once we had built our wall. Cool. Uh, so they have a wall. Uh, they have what they call the spirit hut, where they commune with the spirit of their ancestors. is essentially a shrine. Oh, hang on. Um, so that's the, that's the two things that it gives you? Defense, yes, value defense and unrest. Sweet, okay. So they have a, a spirit hut? A spirit hut, which is a shrine. Cool. Um, do I need to know where these are, or should I just put them where You may put them wherever you please. Sweet. Uh, okay. Keep in mind their village is incredibly small, basically. Yeah, yeah, I figured it would be. Um... By the standards that elk rest is used to, uh, Moke Vale is not particularly impressive. Yeah. So I'll just write these down and then look at what they give me as a later stage. Yep. Uh, they have two lots of tenements. Oh, great. They're mud huts. Hang on, but that's not a problem because I don't get the unrest. Cool. cool. It, you know, compared to what the citizens of Elksrest live in, the lizard folk live in cheap housing, so they're tenements rather than houses. Yeah. Um, and they have a tannery. Oh, nice. Where they are um, stripping, working on hides, leathers, fronds, muck, whatever else they can produce. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. It's the uh, cough economic centre of the village, actually. Yeah. It was um, thoughtful of them to have built all the stuff that generates unrest Chief, before I got Chief there. Veskit has a, Chief uh, Queen Veskit has a slightly nicer house than um, some of the others, but it by no means qualifies as even a house, let alone a manor or anything like that. Yeah. It's a less crappy tenement than the rest of the mud huts. Mm-hmm. And that is it. That are, those are all the things in the city. I can give you exactly what the stat boosts are in that as well. Yep. Um, so, what's their population? That, uh, that I need to work out by yep. looking at the map. No worries. Um, so, 
Yeah, so... Um, what's in the book, I should, should go in and massacre them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chose a different approach. Okay, yes, yeah, so um, stat boost-wise... Stat boost-wise, that village gets plus four defense. Yep, got that. Um, it has a single available house, because one of the tenements has been used for the um, tannery. Right, yes, so that's worth noting down. Um, the tenement, of course, provides you with no stat benefit. Yeah. Um, Tanneries don't use... Oh, destroys house. Right, yes. Yes, yep, yep got it. It's... Um, it's a shittier house because there's a tannery. Um, and so you're getting... It's essentially plus one loyalty, plus one economy, and plus one stability. One loyalty from the shrine, one economy, one stability from the tannery. The, I've got down the tannery provides two economy, one stability. Ah, okay. Ah, yes, yes. You're right. My notes are in pencil here. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, sweet. So two economy, one stability, and one loyalty from the shrine. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah, because the ones I've got here are based on adjacency and that sort of thing, so I filled them as they came up. And if you pass me the kingdom, um, the village, I can tell you what their population and economy and blah, blah, blah is. Um, and I get another minor item slot, which, um, when I, from the shrine, yep. which when I stack enough of them up gives me an economy bonus. Correct. So you should have noted somewhere that you've got, you know, one third or two thirds or whatever of one. Yeah. They actually weren't this big when you came down and interacted with them originally. They have been thriving under peace as well. Oh, cool. Uh, so they have a population of around 250 lizard folk. Cool. And a base value of a flat 1,000 gold. So that boosts my thing by another 1,000. Yeah, because and they... And that's that size, right? That, yeah. Cool. Because they have no buildings that generate any excess to them. Um, they also don't have any other hexes like farms or anything like that the population is simply small enough that they survive on what they get basically cool so one every three slots yep so then go, your economy goes up by another one as at this point you hit 12 cool which is divisible by three yep Brilliant. yes and I believe that is all the consequences of picking up a new settlement Lizard folk. It's we. And there is one more thing you get from that. Yep. Uh, you unlock lizard folk as an army. Ah, neat. Which I can just tell you because you're probably unlikely to build one immediately, but if you want to note it, you can. Yeah, no, no I'm happy for you to just tell me. Uh, so lizard folk, a lizard folk army has an additional plus two to its defense value because they have high levels of natural armor on them. Sweet. Uh, lizard folk has plus five natural armor, so sweet. You turn that to two, two defense value. Uh, it also functions normally in aquatic terrain, for whatever that's worth. You can deploy them by sea. Cool. Um, its CR and its costs are no more than uh, anything else. Yeah. Because um, they, they're not more expensive to feed or more difficult to arm or anything of the sort. Yeah. Uh, you are limited to something two sizes smaller than the maximum your kingdom can support, reflecting the small number of lizard folk in your kingdom. Yeah. But that will presumably change over time. Uh, your number will increase, yeah. but unless you can produce more lizard folk from somewhere, right? Okay, or make a concentrated effort to increase the number of lizard folk in your kingdom relative to your right. Level. Yeah, no, that's right. Because okay. effectively, at this point, you can keep like say a five hundred man army, yeah, which means two sizes down from that is one hundred men, which is the lizard folk warriors you can field. Yeah, when your kingdom has expanded by another forty hexes, you can heal field a five thousand man army. 
which means you'll be able to field a thousand lizard folk. Right, yeah, I see. So that's, um, because I was just thinking, because the kobolds are only one size down? Yeah, but you have more kobolds, kobolds in, the kingdom, in the kingdom. Yep, no problem. Understood. If you want to get lots more lizard folk in from somewhere, you can endeavour to... No, no, that's uh, quite right. I just Proclamations just... to pull people in, so you have an equal population of lizard folk to humans. No. But at, that, it, at present, that is not the case. No, no problem. I understand this. Yep. Okay, and then I am just looking at build buildings. I just claimed every terrain hex that I can. Mm-hmm. But um, I need to consider. Um, and this will be going into negatives money-wise, but I understood from you that that is something that I can potentially do. It is. Basically, you, you take out loans from banks and kingdom and other kingdoms, yeah. of which you are more than stable enough and have more than enough friends that that will be no difficulty at all to acquire. Yeah. It's when you um, come around to pay consumption, if you're still it's in a... negatives, your unrest goes up, because at that point people are calling on your loans to some extent or another. Yeah. And you can, if you so choose, now build in um, to fill your basket because you don't have to do anything, Merkvale, because you don't have to do anything to claim it. Yes. It's just sitting there already. Yes, yes, no, I, I got that that was available and I do plan to build things in that. It's not my current... borrows some money and improves his kingdom's defences. So he is constructing walls in Lakeview and a watchtower in Thornwatch. Get as thoughtfully put some walls in already. Her city is nice and defensible. And then that gives me a couple of other things. Uh, the walls. Drop my unrest by two. The watchtower drops my unrest by one and boosts my stability. I, I assume you're okay with what I'm doing with the walls. I'm much happier with the conception that you can build the no, that, your walls up as opposed that to makes sense. on this particular side there's a giant wall but your army is incapable of simply moving around it and attacking from the other quarter. Yeah. I um it, it also kind of makes sense that I'd need some defences on Lakeview 
it was waterboarded to prevent people simply landing, you know, invading boats or whatever. You know, m- yeah. more of a water war based defense. No one perfectly content with that. Well, what you have there is um, uh, what do they call them? Um, I can't remember. Um, are they? They're not blockades. They're um, like those artificial reefs they build in, where it's literally a wall in the water like this, with a big gap in the middle, so all the shipping can come through. But it provides a defensible point, so the ships can only come through four at a time, as opposed to all pouring in. Mm-hmm. Regardless, um, based on the terrain of the River Kingdoms, aquatic combat with mass fleets of ships is not a thing that happens a lot. Sweet. Mm-hmm. There's just not... Enough water? Yeah, well, basically, you could get a fleet down a river, but you would have to send them down solid single file, basically, which makes them quite vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, certainly you don't have the same sort of warfare up here that you would have in, say, the Shackles, where you genuinely have large fleet battles. Here, yeah. There's e- even on something like Lake Candlemare or the Tuskwater, both of which are bigger lakes, there's simply not enough um, to fit in two giant fleets of ships slugging it out with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Among other things, you also need to consider the terrain that those ships are coming from. Yeah. Because um, Varnhold has a big lake, but I think um, Draylid very explicitly doesn't. He has a huge swamp instead. Yeah. Okay, so yes, that's that's what Kaelin does with the building situation. Yep, so uh, I don't think you actually communicated what you were building. Uh, you just said you were going to debt. Oh, right, sorry, I thought I said it, but obviously... Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't listening to you. Lost in your eyes. Um, I'm building walls in Lakeview and another watchtower in Thornwatch. Right, okay. Which boosts my um, defense value with Lakeview to six and then Thornwatch to four. Yep, yep, and you have all the stats for those. So. Yep, boosts my stability by one and drops my unrest by three. It happens? No yep. problem. Okay. Kellen takes the opportunity to do something he wanted to do it by and reduces unrest. The only uh, problem being he now has. Negative money. Build terrain improvements, create improved settlements, uh, create uh, cr- create and change your armies. Yep, not doing the army thing. Too change cool. your edict levels. Not doing that. Uh, roll taxes. Uh, nice positive number. So, yep, all fine. What's your unrest sitting at? Three. Nice. I'm good. <laughs> um, yep. What, what, I, what I sacrificed was money here. Uh, but that's all fine. Um, plus 10 divided by 3 is 24, which is. You think? Oh, that I did cut that fine. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I've got the extra. Yep, so. Plus 24. It's after you pay your consumption that you get Yeah, yeah, and I've got the plus 24 plus 8. I've got the nice 8 regular ones. But, um. Next turn is not going to be a prosperous turn. Alright, so... 24 minus 14 is 10, plus 8 is 18. Yep. 18 build points in the treasury, consumption sitting at 9, so... Oh, so you got heaps. Yep. No problem. I'll be fine. Okay. Yep, so Kaelin borrows some money and pays it back. Yep. Just like that. Uh, you would you would borrow it... Um, um, you could borrow it from churches and things, but among other things, Mervon will float it to you without blinking. Yeah. Um, yeah they, and they have no concerns. Yeah, and Kellen pays up his loan, pays back the loans ahead of time. He just 
literally yeah. needed some it, temporary it, bridging it's capital. It's very possible Larnholds would also supply it to you, but um, obviously they are in no position to do so at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, then you go to Kingdom Events. Yes. Of which, of course, there is one. Yeah, yeah, I knew there would be. I figured there would be several, but we shall see. Um, when you are asleep in the middle of the night in your soft, soft bed... Yeah, hmm. Um, Which I appreciate all the more. In all fairness, Caelan, there are lots of nights where Caelan just sleeps through the night peacefully. It's just not always. Bryn elbows you sharply, waking you instantly. Yeah. And hisses to you, someone knocking at someone knocking at door, lightly, not not usual guards. Caelan will get up, retrieve. Thank, thanks, love. Caelan will get up, retrieve his great sword, and go see who it is. Yep. Uh, when you open the door. There is standing there, uh, somewhat lurking in the shadows, uh, a man you have seen before, the messenger from the House of Thorn. Come in. And he comes in. Um, wise, de- wise decision to yeah, this time. Yeah. Looks to you, looks to, looks to Bryn. My apologies for disturbing you this late, but I thought it would be... I, my apologies for disturbing you this late, but I thought it would be better... As always, I come unseen, and it is better to... Uh, and, and I think it is better to... Uh, Approach slightly more openly. <laughs> he looks to Bryn with a little weary respect, and Bryn learning. Yeah, wise move. Yeah, let me get, have a seat. Let me get you a drink. Tell me. I've got a name. This guy. At some point. It, tell me what's on your mind. Uh, he shows you. He shows you his hands. He says, "I have no written communications for you today. I, I bring word of what has happened at your father's estate. I think this will be of interest to you." And he describes to you a thing. But he describes it in such a way that you can almost picture it in your mind like a cutscene sort of thing. Oh, nice. Okay, yep, we will have a cutscene. Uh, Very appropriate. I could use a chance to move around a bit. He tells you um, that Lord Eldest Thorn, um, who basically has a larger state with... He, he has by no stretch of imagination an army, but he has a good dozen men-at-arms that generally protect his estate, maintain it, bodyguard him, that sort of thing. And of course, Elvis himself is no slouch mm. with a sword. Um, what he effectively has is half of that, because a tiny army is 25 people. Yeah. He effectively has a little half of that. Yeah. Um, and he tells you that um, Lord Elvis Thorn was. Uh, his estates were approached by a small army from Brevoy um, of like a 25 man squad, uh, led by one Horatio Sotova. Ooh! Um, and here we begin the cutscene where we yeah. see Elders and all his men-at-arms are standing outside the, the Manor of Thorn, um, as is Horatio Sotova with his little army. Um, and he says, and Horatio says to him, Lord Elders, you have seen, you have seen, you have seen the proclamations I bring from Revoy. I have come to demand your support for the House of Sotova, the true kings of Revoy, in this small civil matter. As I've told you before, and I will tell you again, I will not turn any men, any of my men, over to you to support this war. I am waiting to see the outcome. You are waiting for the political winds to change. I have come to change them for you. Now, you will surrender your men, or you will turn your men over to me, or I will take them by force. And Eldest just face palms slightly and looks at him, looks at the papers he's bought. You really, you really have no idea of the game that's been played when you do you, Horatio. But that's, 
Lord originally. It isn't. Not anymore, and you know it. <laughs> Reassignment from the diplomatic corps to militia recruiting? Quite the step down. You and I both know why that's the situation. I have reasonable contacts in Stagthorpe. <laughs> I know what occurred there. You're not taking any of my men, or any of or any of the women that work here, or any of the women that work here either. And a couple of his female, <laughs> as female soldiers nod, <laughs> and Eldis says to him, "You don't realize what you've actually been sent here for, do you? You." Am I the only one who isn't ignorant of the game's politics? You idiot, they're hoping you'll force the issue. Then I'll be forced to dispose of you and take you off their hands. The House of Sertova will have a minor diplomatic fracas with the House of Thorn instead of an embarrassment and an anchor hanging around their neck. You've been sent here to be executed by me. If you push me on this, I will make it happen. <laughs> That's preposterous. I think it's you, old man, that doesn't understand the games of politics in Revoy, secluded here in your manor, sending your sons to run far away, rather than using them as valuable resources to send to bring your house to greatness. Elvis just stares and passes the other Family can be trouble. <laughs> Lord Thorn. Turn your soldiers over to me. Turn the resources of the House of Thorn over. Sign on with Sir Tover and you'll forget the many insults you have laid upon me. Make it happen now. And he pokes him in the chest and Elvis stares at him for one more moment. Are you sure you want to do that? I'm quite certain, Poke. Very well, Sotova. You can have my people when you pry them out of my cold, dead fingers. If you touch me one more time, I will cut you down here. Then apologize to your people. I think it would be fairly easy to settle over this diplomatic incident. As I say, you've been sent here to die. I don't want to kill you, man. But poke me one more time. And I have to admit, I will take a certain satisfaction in it. Frankly, the only reason I don't want to put you down is I don't like being played. And Horatio looks at him. You're as arrogant as your son, Tristan. As arrogant as that damned half-orc. I heard your other boy disappeared. Obviously, he made some stupid mistake. Just like you. Poke. Well, steps back. If you like, I'll let you draw first. Horatio goes for a sword and there is a shink noise in the air. He drops. Eldis is standing there, Eldori longsword in hand. She is it. Commander, he says to the men that Horatio Sotova is leading, the commander comes forward. Will there be any further pressing of this point? And the commander looks at this, puts this little smile on his face, and he's of course not, Lord Thorne. We apologize this incident got so out of hand. We will take Horatio Sotova's body back with all honors and let this tragic incident be solved diplomatically. And the 
Commander turns his back and goes to go and help the sister. Tell your masters the next time they send men here that are not here to do their bidding. If they want to play politics against the House of Thorn, they will learn something. What is that? That roses fall, thorns always remain. <laughs> and they pick Horatio Sodoma's body up and take it off. And we cut back to the messenger who's smoking it. I thought this news might be of interest to you and you and your kingdom, my lord. I'll say. Uh, this guy is aware that you're the son of Eldest Thorn. Yeah. Good on the old man. Although I can see why he was pissed. As, um, being used as an executioner would make anyone cracky. Well, I think that will perk up some people in this kingdom no end. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I can't say I'm, I can't say I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, Caelan will clap him on the back a trifle too. Uh, sorry. Oh well. Yeah, have a drink on me. It's good. To, it's good to know that. I'm, I'm glad to know we won't be seeing um, that little bastard anymore. I'm and sure. it, it sounds like the old man's taking care of himself up there. I'm sure rumor. I'm sure rumor of this incident will reach you sooner or later. But your father thought it best you had the truth from as close to his hands as he can give you. How goes the search for Bar? We know where he is. Um, and I will relay yeah, the yeah. details. I think I probably would have already passed some yes, details yes, but of that. It's, it's literally, you know, he's yeah. getting the latest, latest, latest update now that he's here. The, um, yeah, Eldis is pretty much already aware of where you're at. Yeah, the um, where I'm planning to head in after Mordecai I, hopefully this month, I, uh, if I can, I can't say... Kellen will say in the near future because he hasn't got a scrying thingy up. Um, Planning to head up Mordecai Zoom, he's left me no choice. He's um, sending sending armies after me every every couple of months. And um, there's a limit to how long the kingdom can hold out against that sort of thing. But um, how successful we'll be, I can't say. But if I can, I'll get I'll get out of there. Good luck, my lord. <laughs> Disappears the puff of smoke. Yeah. He, he batman. Oh, and, and, the, um, and the last one is, um, and you can tell the old man um, Brim's expecting twins. He'll be delighted, I'm sure. Batman's <laughs> <laughs> out. Okay, so that is your first Kingdom yep. event. Yeah. So can I, um, before we move on to the next one, can yep. I have... You can go and talk to Crystal if yep. you desire. Yeah, yep. so next morning. Caelan. Uh, where am I? Crystal, 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 Crystal. Crystal. Get the off me. Caelan. Uh, just thought you'd like to know. I got some um, good news from Ravoy last uh, night. Oh. Um, it seems Horatio Satova decided to go um, visit Lord Eldest Thorn with retinue of guards and um, uh, push push him into declaring loyalty to House Satova. And tragically, it seemed he misplaced his man and um, provoked, pushed Lord Eldest too far and uh, he beheaded him. Horatio's dead? Very dead. How... How sure of this are you? Do you know this? It was from a very reliable... I imagine we'll be hearing ourselves in a week or two, but I had it from a very reliable source. 
course. You even have spies in the House of Thorn through Michaela. Makes sense, I suppose. That that's that's amazing. It seems that the um he was demoted after his diplomatic missions to um militia command to recruiting for the militia. And I suspect the Satovas decided they'd had enough of the embarrassment he represented and decided to send him on what amounted to a suicide mission. But he had plenty of, from the account I heard, he had plenty of chances to walk away. He just didn't take him. Who's, uh, I mean, I wish I'd gotten a chance to cut the little bastard's fingers off myself, but I'll have to thank this eldest lord, eldest thorn. Aye. You don't often hear about a noble doing something good like that. But <laughs> he's I guess there's politics afoot. He's Tristram's father. He's um, a right old. He's a right old bastard, but tough as they come. And he can fight. Oh yeah, the um, he and Tristram had some arguments over that. Tristram's um, a bit different from the, the standard thorn, you might say. Yeah, you really have to be, wouldn't he? <laughs> Tristram's a bit different from the standard anything when it comes right down to it. Yeah, she has never met either Eldis or Varn. Yeah, because we didn't take her on the. Yeah, uh, yeah on she'd, the... she'd be aware of. Certainly yeah. should be aware of who Van is. She'd probably only be passingly aware of who Eldis is because the connection is not that important from her point of view. Yeah. Because she is not her fae that you're his bastard son. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something I'm going to tell her. Yeah. yeah. It's not something I tell people with the exception of my closest friends. That's... <laughs> that's the best news I've had all goddamn year. Yeah, if you... um. Let me buy you a drink, and I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you the version I heard. It's a good story. I think you'll enjoy it. Sounds great. <laughs> if you've got if you've got spies or agents in there, I'd like to get a message to that old to the old man if I can. I'm sure I can pass one along. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I tell Crystal the um the um version as Kaelin heard it with the because Satova's death is a very suitable one for yep. him. Yep. And she laughs delightedly. Yeah. <laughs> She is, um, you can actually give me a same photo check here, if you desire some it. Yes, I, I do indeed want some. Uh, that was a poor roll, but I do actually have moderate sense motive. Some, anyway. Bits. Uh, 13. Okay, so it's more or less exactly what what's on the tin here. Um, she is vaguely regretful that she hasn't gotten the chance to kill Sotova herself. Yeah. It's not something she's going to lose a lot of sleep over. She's vastly happier now that he's actually been taken down. Yeah. Um, and I will point out that what, while it was very little, uh, the um, getting him in trouble proved uh, eventually did prove lethal to him. Her, her main source of um, confusion from this is, from her point of view, Eldest Thorn is an old established noble of Brevoy. Yeah. And is exactly the sort of guy that should be covering up the fact that the nobles are raping their servant girls. Yeah. You know, and totally going along with this. It's, yeah. it's really shaking her worldview to have, hang on, so he just turned around and kicked him in the fucking head until he fell down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that Aldous is no angel, but that he's a better example of the nobles, or stop of Brevoy, than, um, Horatio Sotoba, although, you know, there are probably a couple of the goats in the Kingdom of Brevoy that are a better example. More over over than that, because Crystal is not exactly a master of deception here. You get more than that. Uh, This is actually 
borders on being kind of worldview changing for her. Oh, nobles are bad people. Yeah. Nobles do not do good things that help me. Yeah. Um, she doesn't associate any of you guys as being nobles because she has seen you come up from the mark. She's always yeah. had problems. Light problems with Tristan. Tristan yeah. is always polite and nice to her. Yeah. He's never done anything to offend her, but what he is offends her. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, however, perceive you as being particularly noble, despite the fact you're now a king, because she yeah. knew you when you were just a punk mercenary. Yeah, yeah. And likewise for most of the other councillors. Um, this and is I imagine Michaela's sort of least of a problem because she's a woman and is such a, and such a minor noble. Yeah, uh, it's 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 male nobles and particularly ones that are over old, well bred houses and that sort of thing. And, and presumably ex- particularly ones in Bravoy, given that's the that's yeah. the one she's actually. And Tristan is exactly from. the sort of guy she hates. Except Tristan is not arrogant in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, Eldest Thorn is exactly the kind of guy that out of remove, she has a vague idea of who he is, she's just decided she hates him from the word go. And now she's getting this kind of world altering perspective, but he's helping me. Yeah. You know, and she's sitting there telling herself he obviously wasn't doing it deliberately. It's obviously part of the games of politics because, you know, he wouldn't care if a woman like me was getting abused. Yeah. Um,. But the way you're actually telling the story appears to be, well, actually, you know, he does care. Yeah. Because he certainly, the story you got was he looked at Sir to- Horatio Sotova like he was a piece of dirt on his bush. Yeah, and that was because... Instead, you know, I, I will actually take a certain pleasure in killing you if I have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, there are things that you do and there's things that you don't do. And what Horatio did was not done. So that has that has somewhat shaken her worldview a little. Shiny. She wow, is, that's she is so having to awesome. acknowledge at the least that all nobles are bad except maybe that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he's not a prick, then presumably his son isn't that much either. Now yeah. my world is falling apart. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. I'm so happy with that as an outcome. So that is one kingdom event? Yeah. Um Caitlin will um that night go out to the tavern buy everybody yep. a round of drinks. Trestle is already in there. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, the second one you get is um, in the background. Pytax is at war with Grolton. Yep. Um, uh, Fort Draylev declares war on Pytax. Okay. And joins an alliance with Grolton. Okay. <laughs> right, that's what they want Kundal for. Yep. Their new general, Kundal, uh, yes. in his post now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Grolton and and Fort Draylev have entered a formal alliance against Pytax. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly stupid enough for Draylev to have done it. Well, you know, uh, both of them border onto Pytax directly from north and west, respectively. I think, um, and because um, you actually don't border onto yeah. Pytax. Directly, Draylev's yeah. land slightly cuts you off from it. So effectively, he's I think south. Yeah, he's, west he's, of you, he's southeast of he's, you. He's a bit like down here. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, Draylev. And and the political assessment from your people is basically that um, you know Pytax would it looks as vulnerable as they're getting. We already embroiled yeah, one yeah, yeah. war on one front. Mm-hmm. So a war a war on two fronts is never a good thing to have, as you're well aware. And it, because everyone thinks Draylor's a prick, the general assessment is he's gone, right, they're weak, let's mash him. Yeah, yeah, the, the, um, 
you know, if you, I strongly suspect he would have picked on me if he, if we were losing yeah. to these zombie elves. Whether or not he will get a nasty lesson is another story. <laughs> um, however... I know where my money is. People are pretty confident that Draylon is not going to be attacking you anytime soon. Yeah. Because he's not going to put himself in a situation where he's starting a war on two fronts. And also, for the same reasons, none of your council particularly recommend taking the opportunity to sucker punch Draylon. Yeah, yeah, no. Because you don't want a war on two fronts. Yeah, I mean, I have an alliance with Pytax, but it's a trade alliance. I yeah, don't need absolutely. any suggestion you, of military. You are under no obligation whatsoever to military assist them, nor have they in any way requested it. Fantastic. Because um, I don't want to help them, but I have to say, my money, my money's on the clock. My money's on the clockwork king. I yep. think uh, Draylon is massively underestimated. Yeah, and dumb, and Draylon has massively underestimated Irvetti. If, if Irvetti wanted to come and seek your aid in his war, he would actually have to come and ask you, uh, possi- and, and either offer you concessions of some kind. Or convince you that Draylev represents a threat to you that needs to be put down. Yeah, which would actually be a pretty sound thing, but, yeah. you know, I don't want to fight Draylev just because he's fighting a Ravetti. I, I really think fighting a Ravetti is the sort of stupid this that Ravetti can take care of. This is very much the epitome of someone else's problem. Yeah. Is, um, in the background of what's going on here. Yeah. I hope Kundal doesn't get in trouble for it, but um, if he's got any sense, he's leaving his and no, one removed. There, there are no particular Consequences of this yet, when yeah. neither side is winning, obviously, or yeah, anything yeah. that kind. But it's totally, it, it's a very You'll hear about army battles here and there, yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to go into that level of detail for a background. But it's, it certainly fits in with the whole River Kingdoms thing that, you know, Brevoids and Broils in a civil war, Pytax yep. and Grolthin are fighting, yep. and Drelev are all fighting, and um, in the middle sits Kaelin trying to hold off a zombie army after zombie army. It's not exact. Then Vanhold and, and the. Um, Race got wiped out. It's not exactly peace and tranquility down here in the River Kingdoms. Okay, what's um, Caitlin up to? Right, so um, I will. Um, there are a couple. So Caitlin is going to go attack. Is going to endeavour to sneak in and disrupt Vordakai. Yep. So you're assembling your council of war. I am assembling a okay, council of war. Council of war appears. The centaurs are here. Cool. Center so I activate my scroll. Yep. So, um, I believe, um, it is something that Michaela can, ca- uh, scroll of false vision. Uh, pass me the, um, play Yep. Um, this is not one that I have ever used before, so... Uh, false vision is a bard spell, so Tristan can cast it tr- cool. trivially. So I will get Michaela to give him some advice, but basically the gist is this is a very boring council meeting, you know, discussing some stuff with the centaurs, because the centaurs walked in the door. Yep. So basically any scrying spell used on this shows uh, Vordekai whatever you want. You know, here's a random council meeting where you're talking about expanding your farm here and, you know, whether to charge X taxes on pumpkins or not. And includes a conversation where I state that while I want to go in after Vordekai, um, the king, count, count kingdom's still too unstable, and next month or the month after would be better. Nice. <laughs> I approve of this product or service. Yeah. And this will go well beyond the length of any council meeting you have, so Sorry. you can do whatever you want with it. Cool. Uh, among other things, um, 
if you choose to roll out right then, you can have Kaelin is still totally sitting in the meeting. He absolutely hasn't rolled out the door and is riding towards Vanhole. Fantastic. That sounds like an excellent, an excellent one. Okay, so you have a Cora Silverfire. Yep. Denise Thunderhoof. Yep, I wanted um, her there. A small contingent of centaurs are in your kingdom, yep. generically guarding her outside. Yep. Um, and you have your full council at this point. Yep, which includes Queen Vestigus and not Agros. Yep. We'll just have to hope for the best. Denied Falter. So, you have called us all together. Is it time you're planning a stri- you're planning a strike against Mordecai? Aye. What Tristram's got up will protect him. For- I-, I know that he spends a lot of time watching us, and um, what Tristram's got up will prevent him from hearing what we're planning. Um, I don't know how much surprise that's going to provide. I've still got to get across the border to him. But um, yes, the well, he can't possibly be spying on us at all times. It's, it, I think this is as good a plan as we can get. I I just want um I want as much planning as I can get done. I, I want to talk to you about what's coming, and I want to do it without him hearing everything that we're planning. So my plan is to go in with a small group. I'm thinking of taking Corwin and Michaela, someone to activate the device, and someone to go in with me. Do you understand the nature of the rituals? Is a chorus of I can assist with them if required. I would, if you could, advise Corn and Michaela, Robert. I would um, take that as a kindness. Well, blah. Yep. Um, I don't know at this time if we'll be able to succeed in taking him down. I'll gather. I've gathered what supplies, so I will go back and buy some things. Yep, yep. Because I've got some time in the kingdom. No I've acquired what supplies I can. If we don't come back, I would like to say guard the kingdom in my absence, but the truth is that we have to take Vordekai down by any means. Um, my own kingdom can send in perhaps one more team, and my eyes go to Bryn and Tristram. Um, if they fall, uh, look to Kura, then we will rely on the centaurs to do what they can. I have seen what you've done to the armies Vordekai has sent against you. If you fall, we will fight to the last, and I fear we'll be lost. I know it's not a good chance, but if we fall, we may take out enough of Vordekai's strength to enable you to get in. It's not much, but it's the best I can offer in that event. From what little I understand of Vordekai's tomb, it is... On almost another plane of reality, the ghost stone will, the watcher stone will bring it into focus, enable you to enter and leave again. As long as the ritual is maintained, the tomb will be bound in this world. You should be able to enter, retreat if necessary, and um, bring out anything, anything or anyone you find within. Good. Well, that's a that's a starting point. But I don't expect to be able to pull off to. Too many raid and run style attacks. No, this Vordekai is a smart enemy. He will be prepared once you show your hand. Still, we'll do what we can as best we may. I don't think there's too much in the way of planning that we actually need. Does anyone have any uh, wisdom they can offer at this stage? Okay, so... There will be a lot of debate on um, 
what to do generally. Tristan yep. will recap his um Litchy, Litchy doom briefing. Which is good because um I think Okora Silverfire and yep. so on have and been actually, told bits of this. I actually have the notes here for this. Uh, yep. You would expect um Vordekai to have fairly incredible DR against anything that isn't bludgeoning and magical. Yep. Um you would expect him to be strongly resistant to being turned. Yeah. Uh, as an undead, he has all the usual shit, can't be sneak attacked, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and he has a paralyzing touch. Yeah. Which Tristan says in most cases will uh, paralyze people permanently until he chooses to relieve it, but for people who are truly extraordinary and you know strong enough, they can shake it off, basically. Because we've worked out paralysis kills solo games. Yeah. Um, as an extraordinary hero, you get paralyzed and you save against it every round until you shake it. Sweet. You don't just go poke your fucked forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can spend hero points on the getting it. Cool. Much like. And, um... Akora's vague anticipation is that he will presumably have some sort of tomb with additional defences and that kind of thing. But she has nothing she can tell you about it. Yep. Um, Corwin says, well, I'm not one for pestering the gods about I'm not one for pestering the gods about such matters. But if there's any specific information you seek, I can see what I can pull I can see what, what the lady is prepared to divulge in the future. We have a scroll already, and I will heft the other scroll yep. I've been saving. He'll because you've been prepping this for a while. He'll have actually come in with the sort of stuff prepared if you've raised it. Because he'd raised the concept, yeah. so I'm perfectly happy to change the spell load out for the day. Yeah. in light of this, effectively. Yeah, I don't know that I want a commune. I don't. He's got that. he's got communes and divinations, basically. Okay. And divination is actually a very real possibility. Yeah, um, I already have a scroll of divination. Yep. So I can actually use that. It um, provides you with a useful piece of advice or reply to a question concerning a specific goal of the interactivity that's to occur with one, within one week, which yep. will be, of course. That's why I've been saving the, um, the scroll, so... You are actually better getting him to cast it, however. Oh, okay. Uh, his caster level would be slightly higher than the scroll. Right, good to do it. Uh, which, which is the base chance of the divination working. Um. I'm not saying you necessarily actually have to do that. You already have a pretty good idea of what you're working into. Uh, I would like to cast a divination I would like to cast a divination spell, and oh, I'm happy yes. for Kate. Corwin to do it himself rather than using the scroll. Yeah. I think um, when I bought the scroll it was um, a few levels ago, he wasn't necessarily high enough level to have divination. Yep. So yeah, so the question Kalen would like to ask is, um, what guards Vordekai's tomb? What, what actually, what, what, specifically what guards Vordekai? What what, Vordekai, what protects Vordekai? Yep. What yep. are his guardians? Yep. What, sort, what sort of defences should we be prepared for? Yeah. Something in that neighbourhood. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Can you roll me a percentage check? Yep. I, I don't require you to specifically word it. I have your intent well enough. Yep. Just have to give me a moment there. Because that, that's a very different question to say, what is his greatest weakness? You know? Yes. Hmm? Um, uh, that is a 27. Okay, that will happen. You succeed. Okay. You've got like a... Corwin's a ninth level caster, so a seventy-nine percent chance of. Uh, so, uh-huh. so, 
Corwin sits down. He will actually do this right at the council meeting, so yeah. everyone can think about this. Um, says, right. Give me about ten minutes, I think, of meditating on this one. Lady of the Graves, hear me. I prefer to figure these things out for myself when I can. But now we seek your wisdom. This is too important to be wrong about. I stretch out to you, Lady of Prophecy. Tell me not of what is, but what will be. Tell me what defences lair in Vorkai's tomb and how we can face them. Show me. Show me the future that will be. And his eyes go black. And he sits unmoving for some time. Um, and the GM will just contemplate his answer. Yep. Because you get the... Um, the poetic. The vaguely poetic. Ready, ready oil and open flame light your way to wealth. Yes. Uh, so what defends Vortikai? Okay. I have an answer for you. Yes. So a woman's voice comes out of Corwin. Um, it is completely flat and neutral. It offers neither hope nor fear. It simply is. Hmm? And Corwin speaks. Few dead of his race and of the outer dark one are his guardians. But his wards are in hidden ways and traps rather than guards. Even so wounded, he is secured by his own arrogance. Interesting. So, uh, what you're getting there is he has a bunch of um, the dead of his race you have already met, the giant zombie cyclopses. There will be a few of them trucking around in there. Yeah. Not all that many. You won't be talking about vast armies of them. Yeah. You're talking about things you could take on an individual level. Yeah. Um, he himself is an awesome threat to you. Yeah. But he is extremely arrogant. Yeah. Um. Even so wounded, he is secure in his arrogance, unaware of his blinding. He thinks he sees you coming. Right. He does not. As in, he's a terrible threat to us, but we're a terrible threat to him and he doesn't see that? No, as in, literally, he thinks he knows what you're doing. Ah, yeah. But you're sitting here under your secret cloak of false vision, planning your thing, so he knows you're not coming now. Yeah. And he's completely secure in that belief. Sweet. Okay. But he is, in fact, dead fucking wrong. Excellent. Um... And his his wards are in hidden ways and traps rather than guardians. Uh, what that is essentially telling you, because I, I can't phrase this well enough yeah, to yeah, yeah, the meta, right. uh, secret doors and traps. Right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. That is a problem. A 
and that is the extent of the information that you can get off that. If you don't think that's fair and helpful, feel free to um, no, that's all right. Tell to me back, but I think that is actually no, that's that's that that seems very useful. He's got some kind of creepy out of dark creature and some zombie cyclopses wandering, skeletal cyclopses or zombie cyclopses or whatever wandering around. It's also apparent from context the thing he's gotten from the outer dark he has a one of. And B, it can't be some ridiculously super awesome mega death guardian. Yeah. Or the answer to the spell you'd get would be what lurks in the darkness is the thing in the fog, destroyer yeah. and choker of life. You know, yeah. That is the greatest defense he has. Yeah. Instead, he has zombie cyclopses and an outer dark what's it. Yeah. That is your answer. Yes. Okay, so I am going to sit down with specifically my party, you know, just in the corner of the council chamber, and um, have a chat about about who should go in. Um, So, now that we know what the ritual is, is it something Corwin, is it someone, something other than Michaela could do to keep the portal open? Because we need someone to keep the portal open and someone to go in with me. Is there anybody other than Michaela who could keep the portal open? Uh, there are several people, in fact. Um, so, this having been described to you, Akora Silverfire is actually very happy to do it. Okay, cool. Um, she basically says to you, you know, I, I do not think I am strong enough to face this port, face this Vortikai, but I can assist by holding the portal, holding the way open. That is well within my power. So you can literally just assign that to her as an NPC, and she will take care of that. Cool. Okay, uh, you can also truck out there with your entire party yeah. and park them up around the ghost stone to keep her safe while she does it. Yeah. And give the, me the opportunity to, to tag out. To tag out, yeah. Alright. Uh, in terms of... Um, Dreads on the Cyclopsians... I have studied the creatures that attack Stagthorn. I have an idea of what we will find when we face them in personal combat. Um, you have seen them. They are very large, very strong, and carry great battle axes. Uh, beyond what is obvious, um, we have seen them endeavour to eat the brains of their foes. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, if they can make you helpless or pin you, they can start eating your brain, which kind of kills you automatically. Yeah. Which is not really a big concern, because yeah. at the point where they've rendered you helpless, you're a bit stuffed anyway. Yeah, I mean, they could also just could grab you. Uh, the thing that you don't know, um, okay, let's see, I have been looking into this through some, I, I've been looking into this through, as have I, actually, I've been looking at some of these books, and um, I think you'll find that they have command of, that, that what you'll probably be facing there will be the, uh, uh, commanders of his army, such as they were, the slightly stronger zombies amongst them, they have the ability to command those below them. Uh, they can command zombies. Right. So this probably doesn't matter to you, but don't take zombies up to them. Right. Good to know. Because they will turn them like clerics and command them. So. But it only works on zombies. Good to know. Not other undead things. Can they be turned? Yes, absolutely. And it's presumably not as hard as turning Vortikai would be. No. Uh, neither of them think that there is any particular concerns about turning them. They have no turn resistance, 
they are merely significantly tough creatures. They're horribly high head dice and blah, blah, blah. So, and we need to get across the water. So we need to get across the water to Vordekai's stronghold because it's on a it's on an island. So yep. you would have to cross the river. Yeah. So we need some sort of boat or something. Uh, of course, I do not think you will find that to be a problem, based on what I based on what my people have been taught. When the way is open, the way will be open. We have never had any tales of concerns accessing it. Ah, okay, alright, so... She doesn't think you'll necessarily need to boat in. Okay, sweet, alright. Um, so, then it's a question of fighting our way through his traps, and it sounds like there'll be a lot of traps and guardians, and then facing him in combat. It's... The traps and guardians really sound more like you, Michaela. Whereas the... When it comes to beating him up personally, I'd rather have Corwin. Um, or you last, but or you love, but um, I'd rather leave you out here for the second shot if need be. I am strong enough to take this Vordekai, but uh, you're right. When you get into trouble, you will need me to come and rescue you. That's the idea. Uh, so basically, what you have in terms of your party support structure and that sort of thing, yeah. Um, Tristan would be extremely useful for identifying whatever rad, weird, weird, weird watsits you find down there. Yeah. Either really weird traps, obscure religious insignias, secret messages on the walls, that's yeah. the thing he could do all that. In terms of actually fighting zombies, he can, he can find secret doors really well. Of course, it's certain. Much better than anyone else you have yeah. in the party. He can't find traps, however, because he doesn't have trap finding. He doesn't yeah. be able to find basic ones. Yeah. And the assessment is these are probably not basic ones. They'll be better traps. Um, because he's not a rogue. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of his zombie and lich killing, his zombie killing prowess is nothing to write home about, and his lich killing prowess is practically non-existent. He yeah. has no weapons that will even harm Vordekai. Yeah. Yeah. So Tristan's off the reservation. Um... Brynn would be really good at kicking the shit out of Vordekai. Yeah. Really good saves, uh, bludgeoning magical weapons. Yeah. And just generally awesome all across the show. Yeah. Uh, she... can also search reasonably well. Ah, that's a point. Um, she has her magic... Um, uh, I forget what it is, the, the magnifying glass of searching stuff uh, yeah. that she uses. It gives her a plus five to search and a plus five to track. Sweet. Um, but she also can't find traps. She also can't find traps. Same yeah. problem. She can find the secret doors. Yeah. Um, can't necessarily find the traps. Yeah. Um, uh, Corwin yeah. um, can't turn the zombie. He says, I, well, I mean, I guess if I need to try and turn the beasties away from me will I can but uh, involves changing their fate it may well be their fates to beat us to death with giant great axes uh, I don't think you can rely on me for that sort of thing um, he, he doesn't think it'll be much chop at the turning show yeah he says but that's it we turn them this way we just bloody jump them with this until let's go down he yeah. has his undead bane spear yeah um I also think um Dread Cyclops. Dread Cyclops. Not 
sure if they have DR of any sort. Uh, no, they don't, in fact. They are um, significantly older and significantly less flesh-reliant than normal zombies. Yeah. So they don't have DR slashing. Cool. They don't have any DR at all. They just rely on their sheer manliness. Yeah. So Corwin would be bloody good at stabbing them, useless at turning them. Yeah. Uh, reasonable at Vorticai. Yeah. Um, he is also the only one who can cast things like Death Ward. Yeah, which I really want. Um, Michaela can find the traps. Yeah. Uh, she actually says to you, I, I have some I have some loose knowledge of traps and how to find them. In another time, in another place, in, in what was not, the Queen of Forgotten Time showed me a world in which I had made my living as, of all things, an archaeologist finding such things. Uh, she actually spent points in search based off that. Cool. Um, she, however, has no ranks to disable device whatsoever. Yep. So and she... it's the kind of thing where having a couple still wouldn't actually help yeah, her. Yeah, that is, going to be the kind of traps where you have to be good at it. Yeah. So she can find them, however, which is not useless because if you know they're there, you, you can... can brace for them in whatever fashion suits them. Yeah. Time. Particularly and because she can tell you things like, okay, that platform there is going to set off a bunch of deadly darts here. We don't... I don't have any method of stopping them doing that, but at least we know it's going to work like that, so we sprint through as fast as possible, or yeah. we turtle up, or whatever. I mean, um, breaking traps, the um, dwarven method... You know, breaking traps the dwarven barbarian method by just walking through them gets pretty painful. Yeah. Even the being able to find them is less painful than that. So she is your best um, trap finder. She's yeah. also moderate at, at secret doors. Yeah. Um, can turn the shit out of any zombies you find. Yeah. Um, is completely useless yeah. against Mordecai. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't use the phrase rebuke in mixed company, but, you know, yep. it is more useful than turning in certain circumstances. Yep. On the other hand, Vorticai can presumably turn them back, but we could certainly travel around with some cyclopses who could beat each other up. Uh, that that depends entirely on what he is. He yep. has no inherent racial abilities as a lich that yep. would allow him to turn creatures. Yep. And you don't know whether he's a cleric or an arcane sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I thought. And you don't have any current method of determining that unless you want to start communing for questions like that. Yeah. It's, um... And it would be totally legitimate to ask a community question like, is he a cleric? Because the gods understand the conception of cleric is totally a class you can yeah. take. You know, and accordingly he will have yay abilities. You know, is he a wizard? Is he a... The what? difference between wizard and sorcerer is probably pretty academic from your point of view. What was Bryn's um, lich finding? She can't find traps, but she can find secret doors. Yeah. What was her zombie fighting ability? She's got good against Vorticai. Uh, she is has no particularly good or bad bits against zombies. Yeah. She is no worse at it than anyone else, but yeah. not, partic- not particularly better than anyone else. Yeah. The thing she has on Vorticai is her, all her all her best attacks are automatically magical and bludgeoning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corwin has to make his. Um, Corwin actually has a magic morning star. Yeah. To use. Um, Tristan has squat all. Yeah. So so Corwin has actually got a magic bludgeoning yes. weapon now. He went out and had his morning star have put put plus one infuse with magic on it. Good stuff. For the purposes of more or less beating Mordecai across the face with it. Yeah. 
and then separately Nettle Spike is an undead Bane Spear. Yeah. Yeah. But Vortico's DR is so high that... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's any... It's, it's hit him with a bludgeoning and magic weapon or go home if you're going to beat on him with spells. Yeah, but the... Um, and Corwin's usual loadout is shit against him. Slay living and all that sort of thing just yeah, won't work. Yeah, but the thing is Corwin could, could prepare he could death... Do, yes. He could prepare death warden shield of faith and fucking useful shit instead. Yes, yes he could. Um... It's, um, yeah. So I think Tristan has very little to be said for yeah. him. Um, which he's not terribly offended by. No, no. All the others have varying degrees of use. Yeah, yeah. The, um, it's a tough call because, I mean, my preference would be to take Michaela in to find the way through the base and then switch to Corwin for the final battle, which presupposes, you know, I can actually go uh, back out and come back in. As far as everyone's concerned, based on what Cora tells you, that's a perfectly valid strategy. Um, unless you stumble across Vordekai without being sufficiently prepared for him. Yeah. Which is always a possibility. And yeah. you walk into the next room and he's just kind of sitting there. That's actually... Um... But that said, given that this place has been described to you as some sort of maze of secret doors and traps and things, there must be a, a relatively complicated process of going through it. It can't just be you walk in... You know, there's a corridor going left and the one going right, and Vortikai's just sitting there with a the thumb up his nose. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would assume he's actually fairly far back. So I think that's the one I would like to go with, as I would like to lead out with a Michaela, yep. endeavour to swap to Corwin when the time comes. Yep. But if the opportunity doesn't arise, I will say to Michaela that, you know, her job is to keep me, go- her job is to yeah, keep yeah. me going is, and I'll is, take Vortikai. This is basically how it works. Yeah. Um, you plan to do this. But I, as the GM, won't guarantee you that opportunity because it could be you're walking through and Vortikai is there. Yeah. You push the button of Vortikai summoning and Vortikai yeah. appears in the room next to you. However, we will take the scroll of divination that I still have with us. Yep. If you have divine scrolls like that, Michaela can totally cast them. Because uh, we can we can ask questions like, where is Vortikai? The other thing that she can do that isn't... <clears throat> no, sorry. I was going to say she could take fine traps. Yeah. Um, but it's still reasonably useless to Yeah, I was that. thinking she could take... It gives her an okay bonus to her search checks and the ability to find traps that she already has. Uh, the other one is Corwin could take it, which would give him an okay ability and the ability to actually find them. A bit, then you're looking at like, yay, he's got plus four to search. Yeah, Rock yeah. on, he looks for it, misses it anyway, and uh, sets it the, off. The thought that I had is we could buy Michaela a few scrolls of Detect Secret Doors. Yes, you certainly could. Because her searching ability is only average. Yep. Whereas Detecting Secret Doors is fucking amazing at finding secret doors. Yep. And given her weird casting abilities... Tristan can cast those automatically, and Michaela says she can too. Cool. <laughs> Because I know she's got weird, you know, I can cast yeah. anything I feel she like. She can because do I kind have... of wizardy things sometimes, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, yes, the party will buy Michaela, um, let's say, three scrolls of Detect Secret Doors. Yep. Um, will be my first. Um, so, yes, so that is the plan. Yep. Um, so, I would like a core of Silverfire to come out and hold the portal with us. Yep. And I am happy for her to take whatever guards she feels is appropriate, plus we'll keep an eye on her. Yeah. I want to bring Corwin and Michaela with me, and have whoever isn't currently with me stand guard on Akora Silverfire, and then we'll endeavor, and I will start out with Michaela, switch to Corwin if the opportunity arises. Sounds like a plan. Uh, 
and that given that plan I will leave Broom and Tristram behind to look after the kingdom yeah. rather than the individual things when you float this um, there's talk amongst this amongst the council yeah. and Denise says it's my place to be there in times of war I will also guard Chorus of Fire sweet mm-hmm. Okay. And the centrals can take word of the guards given that they we're, you know, putting their entire leadership right there next to Vortica. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, I will express that we do want a small enough guard post that it's not super obvious to them. Um, you know, we don't want, like, 50 centaurs. <laughs> yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, all makes sense. Okay. And, um, that's the plan this very night. Okay. So the plan is you're basically going to ride out ASAP? Yeah. Okay, so at this point, just as you've come to this conclusion, yeah. um, there is basically a light knock on the door from Leon, your page. Yeah. Um, he waits for somebody to let him in because this is an explicitly secret council yeah. meeting. Yeah, um, I will go see him. When he comes in, he, he sort of looks vaguely to you, looks vaguely to Akora, and he says, uh, urgent message has come in, urgent, urgent message has come in from the centaurs passes it across. I hold it for Akora to read while looking at it. Yeah. Akora looks at it and her eyes Gods, no! That stupid girl, what was she thinking? (laughs) You look at it. What's she done? Uh, Zamanth has disappeared from the tribe again. She knew she knew what this council was about. She knew we'd be Opening the way. Oh god, I hope she hasn't gone down there to look for him. Alright. If she's somewhere else, then she's safer than there and we'll find her later. If she's down there, then. If she's down uh, there. The, the, the best we can do is go as quickly as we can. Find my daughter for me, Caleb. Please. I will. I've got family down there too. She looks at Denise, chews her lip for a moment. Denise thinks about something for her, and then nods slowly to her. Of course, if it will aid you, take this, and out comes Skyballs. The girl's eyes go up. Are you sure? For my child, what would you do? Good point. <laughs> the thing is, it, it may not actually necessarily aid you all that much. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you're not a primary archer, and it's not a particularly awesome zombie fighting weapon per se. No. But that is that. Okay, Kill will look thoughtfully. Yep. You know, I <laughs> never actually shot with this. I thought we'd have to give it back, and I didn't want to get too attached. And I will give it back, given the opportunity. What matters now is stopping Mordecai. Everything we've done is built to this point. Aye. Um, and I don't know if you caught that, but Carolyn said, um, I've got family down there too. It was a little bit of a giveaway. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michaela will raise an eyebrow at that. Everyone else will just go straight over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I would like a scene with um, Bryn and Tristan to say goodbye, essentially. As yep. As we um, prepare to depart. Yep, you have them. So, um, we'll go up, we'll come up to Bryn. (laughs) 
Guard the kingdom. Guard the babes. I'm not... I'd like to think I'm leaving you in safety, but if I get into trouble down there, I'll need you to come rescue me. But be wise. Don't go straight in. Strike when he doesn't expect you. We will hunt him like wolves. Sneak on him in the dark. Hamstring him. Bring him down as a pack. But you are Alpha. He will not take you from me. I think we'll take him. I feel stronger now. More sure. I think it'll be okay. Take care of yourself. Take care of the others. I'll see you again. And come up to Tristan. You okay? I know it's tough staying behind. I wish there was... I wish there was something more I could do. The Huntsman brother, I... I, I feel like if I'd learned more, if I'd done more lessons with you, I could go down there with a, a giant two-handed stick and and beat him. But but I'm not. I'm not. Father would have. Father would have been able to do it. I'm not what. I'm not what Van needs. Van needs Van to rescue himself. Kid, trust him. You remember that briefing you gave us on who Mordecai is? Yeah. Not one man in a thousand could have found that information. Nobody else knew that. Not even the centaurs, and they've been watching out for him for 10,000 years. We wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't have the knowledge we have. We wouldn't know how to beat him if you hadn't found it in those old books. Nobody else could have done that. Not one man in my kingdom, not one in... Revoy. That's something only you could do for Van. I know it's not the same as going in and hitting Vordekai with a big stick, but you're still our backup team. You may yet have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch brings back if it comes to it, but I'll try and make it. I'll try and take him out. Oh, it'll be okay. But remember what you've already done. If we didn't know who he was and what was coming, we'd have been a real. Tr- we, we would have survived these months when he's been coming at us. We wouldn't have survived to take the fight down. All right. And then um, Kellen will briefly address the other councillors. Watch out. Uh, we just, we're pretty sure, thanks to Corwin, that he doesn't know we're coming. Could very well be this is the month he decides to launch another attack on us. Cobalt scouts out. Cobalt scouts are out amongst the, out amongst the warrens. If the dead move, we will know it. Take care of each other. Take care of the kingdom. Whatever happens with us, the, unless we win, Vortikai's threat is over. And even if we, we win, he could do some damage to us as he falls the way he's been going. I'm counting on you all. All right. And there is actually one more in here. Yep. Um, after you have ridden out from the kingdom, uh, you will feel your amulet calling to you. Caelan. 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 And when you hold it and you focus on it, you are in the house of forgotten time again. Those endless windows. Now, there are now another dozen windows that weren't here before, all looking out at various points, vaguely around Stagthorn, vaguely around Varnhold, that kind of thing. Uh, one of them is looking at the Watcher's Stone, which appears to just be sitting there unmolested. 
Um, and the Queen of Forgotten Time is here, as she says. It has come to this, then. I hope my gifts aid you, my champion. This Vordekai is the greatest threat, one of the, one of the greatest threats to one of, the, one of the greatest threats to peace in our river kingdoms. He must be stopped. I cannot do this. I cannot reach out from between worlds and take him. I can only rely on you, my champion. I. It's... It's a frightening responsibility, but you've done what you can for us, and I'm grateful for it. Do... I don't know... I'm planning for if I fall here. I don't know what he could do with the amulet. If you want me to, I can leave it behind with the others. No. I wish to see this, and he cannot harm me. <laughs> That's good to know. I don't want him to... He'll get more knowledge than I'd like if he takes me. I don't want him to have more power than... He is a servant of the... He is a servant of the darkness. The creatures of chaos. I am peace. I am still... I am the stillness in the forest. He is nothing to me. That makes sense. As far as you are aware... Like, you think she's Titania? Yeah, he's not. She's she's as close to a god as she's getting. Mordecai is not on her level. Yeah. It's it's very possible, even at his full power, he might not be able to challenge her at present. No question. Yeah. He might still think he can take you, but I'm glad to know he can't. That's one weight off my mind. And should the worst happen and you fall... I will turn to Tristan as my champion to bring peace to our kingdoms. He's a good lad. He'll do right by you. Stop this agent of chaos and madness. However you can, Caelan. Bring peace to our... Bring pe- help bring peace to our lands forevermore. In our human terms, peace can be a short-lived friend, but... I'll do my best to at least stop Vordekai. The the world will be a better place. Whatever troubles and trials beset us tomorrow, the world will be a better place with him out of it. I will be I will be here to lend what aid I can to ensure our peace lasts forever. Thank you. Okay. Um, we can leave it there-ish, or we can uh, ride on to the activation of the ghost stone, whichever you prefer. Um, I'm still going to want to um, do some retroactive purchasing. I yep. wanted to do the Kingdom Council yep, scene no because problem. it was more dramatic, but I think Caitlin riding through the night... Yep, so being seen with you guys riding off into the night as fast yep. as you can. Um, a horde of centaurs keeping... A little horde of centaurs keeping yep. pace with you. No problem. Uh, and yes, you can purchase Watsits. Yep. Particularly, like, the stuff, like, the tech secret tools the kind of stuff you can obtain easily. Yeah. That's relatively low-rent stuff. Yeah. Um, so, no problem. Go for your life. Yep. So, um... Do you I'm... want to do that now, or do you want to do it between sessions? I would like to do it between sessions. Okay. So, just one last thing I will do um, before we quit out this one. Uh, you are due a relationship point. Yep. Um, you are due one with Corwin. Oh. 
you want to um, produce this character sheet. Yep. I'll just track down on Yep. Um, he seems unsurprisingly keen on going and uh, murdering the shit out of the fourth guy. Yeah. Um, he says, I... This daft... This, this lousy bug, this lousy bugger is out of dark worship and won't know what bloody hits him when we get down there. We've already crushed two, we've already crushed two of his armies. Now it's time to go down there and stick a stick nettle spike in some of them damn zombies. Personally, it's good work you've done, lad, putting down that many of the undead thus far. Now let's go finish the rest of the bastards off, so nothing, everything else knows not to climb out of its grave around Stagthorn. <laughs> uh, you gain a point of relationship with him because you have um, satisfied one of his conditions. Which is either kill two dread cyclopses personally, or defeat two armies worth of them. Sweet. You have done two armies worth of them. Sure. You've not yet actually found one to fight personally. No, so. but we will get that experience shortly. And that's that. And that's that. Okay. So, are we leaving it there? We are leaving it there. So, Kaelin rides off into the night to face the ultimate challenge. Yeah. Vordekai. Everything that I've been preparing for the last year has brought me to this point. Dun, dun, dun.